we're going to talk about why it is that they're they're doing this to us. They're shoving things down our throat and, and why we hate it and how it can be fixed. So we're going to talk about all that. Um, you know, uh, we're going to talk about something very interesting. An article just came out uh, where we're learning some things about Disney that does not surprise us why things are happening so poorly for Disney right now. And surprise, surprise, it's all Bob Iger's fault. And frankly speaking, uh, the article that came out is is incredibly enlightening and it paints an entirely different picture of Bob Iger than we ever thought really about him because he is, um, you know, a historically important person uh, when you talk about the Marvel and Fox and a bunch of signings he did. But the reasons he did what he did and why he made the choices, including why Bob Chapik became the CEO and why certain people are where they're at, is all Bob weaving a narrative and a web for himself. We're going to dig into that a little bit deeper. Um, we got on to a little bit of a, it's uh, always sunny in Philadelphia kick last couple of days, thanks to Brian. And we're going to talk about how. It's what I do. It's what you do. And we're going to talk about how if sunny, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. If it's the mentally, uh, it's if it's the live action version of South Park. And I would argue that perhaps there, some of their episodes are. We've got some other great things to talk about today, including how disgusting uh, John Travolta's home is, which seems like a weird thing. So, But it's all coming today on, if you notice, I'm wearing my Dolphins jersey because today is the first day of the NFL. National Football League tonight, the Chiefs versus the Detroit Lions, the very first game of the season, and I'm a huge football fan. Um, if you guys want, we have, and Brian, by the way, you're playing uh, our AI in our fantasy football league this week. So foot? Shane Free. football. Yes. Football. That what thing is football? The, if you don't want to, hey, Oh, wait, 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 but I, so I win versus the AI. If I get the most baskets, right. All right. Let me just tell you something. And I don't want to be disrespectful to your game or nerdy brain, but here's the deal. <laughs> football. Football is, is like the perfect activity for a man. Okay. Sure. It's physical, right? It, sh it's, it has physical prowess, and it has the intelligence of a chess player. I played so football in high school, Shane. I know what football is. I just don't like watching it. Is that a problem? Wait, you, you, they allowed you to play football in high school? They did, and and they oh. even allowed me to lift weights. What? Yeah, I wasn't I locked in a basement. That was the only thing I was allowed to do, which was uh, probably why I enjoyed it so much. I, I was uh, Shane and I didn't live together when we were kids, and I was in a very restrictive household where uh, we weren't even allowed to watch TV. You're so. in a cult, bro. Run. You're in a cult. <laughs> get out. Get, get out. <laughs> um, Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't. Yeah, I started doing really well in school after uh, after a stint in the clink uh, that is continuation school. The clink. I got kicked out in middle school, went to continuation school. And uh, it was funny because I, I got kicked out of uh, middle school because of a uh, just being a, a all around dickhead, I was like got in fights. And I didn't want to go to school. I just wasn't a wasn't a good kid. And then when I got to continuation school and I saw all the real bad kids, like the ones like carrying around like with tattoos on their faces, he did not, yeah, he did not <laughs> like they have tattoos on their face. I remember, I remember, I remember just standing there waiting for a class and seeing like three pregnant fifteen year olds walk by. I'm like, what the Fuck. With knives in their hands, <laughs> they have like they had the paint in on eyebrows. They're like, what are you looking at, white boy? I'm like, 
yo, I'm in the wrong place. I realized right away that I was uh, I was on the wrong path because I was put in this like basically a, pr- a prison high school. That's what mm. a continuation school is. Yes. And um, so I kicked it up to kicked it up to overdrive, and I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm done playing around. And I unleashed the full full potential of my brain. And uh, I fin- I pretty much finished high school in like two years, <laughs> just to get out of there as fast as possible. And uh, the principal of that school was like, "Yeah, so first off, uh, we never really had this problem before, but uh, <laughs> you can graduate early." And I'm like, "You've never had this problem before?" He goes, "No, no, we're just lucky if no one hurts anyone." <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to keep everyone safe and so he said you can go back to regular high school so that you know your books show that you've graduated from regular high school mm. or you can just graduate early it's up to you if you went back to regular high school you would just do electives for a while and uh so i chose to go back to regular high school and um in hindsight maybe i should have just graduated early but i went back to went, went back to regular high school and i did like electives <laughs> For a long time, I did like weightlifting class and football. I did like four different music things. I played classical drums, jazz drums. I was on the marching band just just because the cheer, you know, the the flag twirlers were right in front of me. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was like my my entire last year and a half of school was just doing nothing but elect- <laughs> electives. I took a film class just for fun. I yeah, thought that's, that's I thought cool. we we're gonna watch movies all day. When I realized there was homework, I was like, "Oh, I don't want to do this." No, <laughs> no, no. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Um. Well, but today is the first day of, of football, and we are doing a, a fantasy football draft. If you guys weren't able to get into it, that's fine. Go over to our Discord, uh, and you can get our Discord link below. We are talking about. We have a channel just for our fantasy football stuff. There'll be a lot of trash talking. It's a lot of fun. Uh, let's talk about this podcast unleashed hero of the week. First thing I want to tell you guys is everybody who was waiting for their prizes to be sent to them. They have now been sent. So thank you for everybody who participated each week in the podcast stream hero. Your prizes are on the way. Woo. Yeah. Um, sorry. I was a little late on some stuff. You know me, me too. No, no, there were some things and there were some hangups there were, you know, unfortunately those Indiana Jones diaries, they came, I guess from like China, surprise, surprise. Um, so they took a while to get here. Um, but I still uh, never got one. Yeah. I, you didn't win one. Yeah. As I recall, I'm really so. uncool. It's really uncool. No, it's, I mean, you gotta, you know, I don't know, maybe don't be on the stream one day and I don't know, like come in as like, what's your McGiblet's name? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. McGiblet's Wesley yeah. Crushers. Yeah. And just play Mr. McGiblet's. Want... <laughs> what the hell? McGiblet's come on. <laughs> Miss, Miss you... McGiblet's. If you want to win the stream hero of the week, as you can see in the upper left-hand corner, we've got this bar of energy, power, mana, life, whatever you want to call it. As you donate, it's a health bar, dude. Come on, you put a sports jersey on, all of a sudden you don't understand video games. Get out of here. Listen, I, I didn't say that. I, I was giving all of the different options, okay, depending no, on which fine. game you played. In fine. fact, I felt like my my explanation was actually more Looking intelligent job. than just saying a life bar. Hey, it's a life. It's bar, a health basically. bar. Specifically, health a health bar. When you when you, you donate to the channel, when you donate to the channel in order to keep us alive, electricity on, it knocks the health off that new right. person until you yeah. be take over the channel. So why didn't you just put hearts up there? Like that would have made much more sense. Because it's not Zelda, dude. Than like what we have, like the RPM meter of a car. No, you know, it's like a health meter, dude. It starts green, goes red. What? 
Anyways, my point is, I, I'm just Shane's acting like he me. hasn't played you. thousands of hours of EverQuest over here. That's not the health bar. It's like, never mind. Anyways, the point is, if you would like to be the winner of today's stream hero, which will include a mystery prize, I think we're doing the grab bag mystery prize right now, where you get mystery apparel. You won't even know what it is. We'll send it to you. Uh, all we need is your your size, and you'll get it. Just go ahead and. Um, the Streamlabs link is up there in the top of the chat. You can click on that and submit questions and super chats there. It's top Since right of the screen, too. Yeah, wherever it is on your screen. Absolutely. It's top right. It's also pinned to the chat, and it's somewhere in the description. You'll find it. Yeah. So, And then, you know, if you want to participate, it's going to be a fun topic today. So uh, shall we get started, Mr. Ryan? Yes, we shall, sir. And I do have that clip that you wanted from Always Sunny. Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about, we're going to go down and talk about all these things. Uh, we have some interesting, like personal topics that we're going to talk about today as well. It has been a really weird week. Um, since some strange things happened that tie into like this always sunny in Philadelphia episode and like a weird thing that happened to my kid's school with like school shootings, but we'll talk about that later. Cause it's, and, and also in the members chat. So if you make sure you, yeah. you stick around because we're going to have some fun stuff. We can't talk about school shootings on the public side or else. Uh, well, it wasn't an actual school shooting. Right. But I mean, just saying, just saying the word is like all of a sudden there's like four employees at YouTube. Like, is, is, is this why we get like uh, demonetized? This is why dude, we numbers? can't. We're like, we're like so nice and vanilla and, and chill. We don't give anyone a hard time. You know, we say the wrong words. We're very respectful, but somehow, I guess if you if you say H I T L E too many times, they just like flag your channel. Yeah, we're also going to be talking today about um, that's a good point. We're also going to be talking about today whether or not uh, TNG's Code of Honor episode should be pulled from streaming, as it's being called for by uh, cast members, including Jonathan Frakes. So, and that's a whole interesting discussion as well. We just have a lot to talk about today. So, uh, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, ready? So, until we are dick up and flat broke, this is your life. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> a TV show has not captured me like, like Silicon Valley. That, that show just like really... I was obsessed with it. I binge watched the entire thing. I rarely yeah. do that with the show. Yeah, it was pretty but, funny. Yeah. And accurate for the time, right? Right. Yeah. You know. Much much so. Okay, what's up first? All right. So uh we're talking about Harry Potter. We're gonna talk about exactly why all of these um it was recently put out that Harry Potter was going to be getting a new series on HBO Max. Uh, they're going to go back and actually reboot the entire series start and they're going to over 10 seasons. They're going to tell all of the book stories over again. So um, that's what we're getting ready to do. Who asked for that? Well, that's the question, isn't it? Right. It's crazy. Um, <clears throat> yeah. When I was researching this, apparently also, and I, I guess it's not, I mean, this is not like a, this is not an issue, but I find it just sort of a weird thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, they're going to make, they're going to race swap Hermione. She's going to be African-American. Um, or I guess not African-American cause they're not American. So she's going to be black. And, um, and at first I was like, I wonder why they would do that. Like, is it just to like check a box? Apparently, uh, JK Rowling 
meant for the character to be uh, black. Hmm. And so, and that's what she said. And I know that when this gets announced and they cast or whatever, um, you know, people are going to lose their minds. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna preface, I'm gonna preface this real quick and be like, you probably shouldn't on this one because it's not an established character like Little Mermaid is, um, or Snow White, considering who it's literally her name. Uh, like this, the actual creator meant for it to be that way, and the studio made the character, uh, you know, one race outside of her control in the first time if well, that's and, true i mean here's the thing is like it's it's a book so let's go to the go to the book is there a description of the character in the book i mean that tells you what the character is supposed to be that's a great question so and and i don't think harry potter went deep into skin color uh which which doesn't which is very unlikely not like a stephen king character who who described like like roland deshane as you know basically clint eastwood Right. Or actually himself. It was supposed to be a version of himself. He's obviously a white character. Uh, Hermione, her, is Hermione, is that it? Hermione? Yeah, it's Hermione Granger. Hermione Granger. I don't believe that, you know, she described their, you know, their pearly, uh, whitish, you know, talc skin color <laughs> in the Harry Potter books. Now, <laughs> I will say I didn't read them. Because I was a grown ass adult and I wasn't going to read those. Uh, actually, they did it. actually dis- describe her. <laughs> did they? Did they describe her as? Yeah. Like, so the exact description was Hermione had light skin, brown mm-hmm. eyes, large front teeth, and lots of bushy brown hair. Well, sorry. Uh, that means she's uh, sounds like light. I mean, light does, is not white. Now, they so also light. said Hermione looked tan when she came back from holiday. Oh. Her hair was long. And tied back. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, like, I don't give, I don't care. But, Who cares, but yeah. J.K. Rowling seems to be fibbing a little bit on this one. <laughs> well, here's the thing is J.K. Rowling, she's already got herself in a whole storm of trouble. Oh, there's a picture. So there's also a picture of her Miami Granger. <laughs> oh, man. Is, <laughs> it's good. Is there really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, let me show <laughs> Let's see it. It's this. Is this the the book picture? Yeah. So no. Well, all right. So she's not actually African American. Well, she could in the book. be light skinned African American or it, African. Like, it's not American. Like extremely light skinned, like I never mean, seen the possible. sun in her life. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, she has blonde hair there. I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, look, I don't really care if the author says that's what she meant. Then that you know maybe that's what she meant. Um. Well, who are we to go against what the author says is, right. is the right thing? Right. Honestly. But according to the books, that the description definitely doesn't fit that. So, Well, and the real question is, is the actress going to pull off the role? Like our original her, Hermione uh, turned out to be a really talented little young actress who grew up into be a, a decent actress. Um, so whoever ends up taking the role. But the problem isn't who takes the role. It isn't. The problem isn't the cast. The problem is, is should they even do it? Emma Watson. And I remember uh, at one point seeing a picture of Emma Watson. I'm like, oh, she's really cute. And I feel like a perv right now because isn't that Hermione Granger? And then someone was like, no, dude, it's cool. She's like 25. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm not going to hell. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, she was a cute kid and, you know, grew up to be, a, you know, she was in that movie. What was that movie where the end of the world was coming? Oh, was, uh, uh, yeah. This <clears> is the end. This is the end, and uh, she was she was a little naughty in that one. 
Yeah, no, she was. Uh, yeah, she was. She played herself, yeah. and she 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 shot someone. She was like, <laughs> she was great, and she thought they were gonna. <laughs> she thought they were gonna take advantage of her right. Right. Um, like, because she was the only what? chick uh, there. What? And they're like, no, we're, no, what are, you, what are you talking about? No, of course, of course, we're not gonna do that. And someone's like, are you sure we're not gonna? <laughs> and the guy's like, no, we're not going to blank. Uh, Emma Watson, and they're like, I, I know, I know that, but does she know that? What are you talking about? You're making her uncomfortable. And she goes, I'm not gonna do it. I'm just saying, does she know we're not gonna do it? <laughs> that, that, that movie, that movie is uh, something special. Uh, yeah, it is. It is funny. You and would they make that movie now? I don't know. But no, um, they could not make that movie now. I don't think so, bro. But- uh, what was his name? Uh, oh my god, I'm forgetting his name. The guy from Magic Mike XL. You mean uh, Channing Tatum? Yeah, Channing Tatum. Uh, I found I, I never was never a fan of that dude until I saw him in a gimp suit, and he's like, and he was oh, playing that, himself. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, "Oh, hey, what's up, bro?" You're like, "If you can make fun of yourself like that, I gotta give you some props, mm, even yeah. if you're not a great actor." Yeah. Um. So unlike a show like a movie like that, which is actually incredibly unique and individualistic, and 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 a great idea by its creators, Seth Rogen and those guys. Um, the problem is, is that movies like taking Harry Potter and saying, okay, you got to take a look at the franchise and you got to look, okay, Harry Potter came out and it, it was a phenomenon when it came out, it came out in 2001 with the Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, and it had an 11 year, uh, basically a 10 to 11 year run, uh, going all the way through the Deathly Hollows parts one and two in 2010 and 11. And, you know, these kids grew up on the set. You've got Daniel Radcliffe, uh, Radcliffe who played, um, Harry, Potter and uh, they grew up as these characters and then we ended up with Fantastic Beasts 2016 18 and 22 which continued in that universe and granted it wasn't Harry Potter uh, and of course Universal Studios has the wizarding world of Harry Potter at both of their parks um, and you know God goodness knows what Lego has done with Harry Potter the question is is you know is anybody ready to reboot it after a little over a decade you know, and, and this is the problem with Hollywood. They don't, they get their hands on these franchises and they just want to continue to, you know, rinse them and repeat them and rinse them and repeat them. And it's, it's something new that's happened in the last, you know, 10, 15 years that they've just kind of continued to, to take these, pro, these uh, IPs and, and give us so much content that we become numb, uh, basically to watching it. It becomes, uh, not exciting. Um, the absence makes the heart grow fonder idea just isn't existing. Like we had with star Wars, you know, when a star Wars movie would come out, uh, in the original, you know, the original trilogy, it, there were several years in between each movie. We were, there was an anticipation and an excitement. Brian, do you think anybody's excited about rebooting Harry Potter? No. And I gotta be honest. I don't think the studio actually thinks that people are excited. I'm sure there's some people, they think some people are I don't think this is act, you know, researching this topic when we were talking about it yesterday. Um, I don't think that the studio was is like we need to do a uh, a series of TV shows to reboot it instead of a movie. Um, I think they were using it as leverage uh, because Emma Watts and Daniel Radcliffe uh, didn't want to go back uh, to Harry Potter. I mean, they are like <laughs> in their forties now. I'm not not 40s. I'm joking, but they're older, and um, we believe 
I believe that Max had had created the series, greenlit the series as a way to um not force, I guess, uh encourage Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson and the little ginger kid, whatever his name was. Um oh yeah, the 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 um uh, yeah. To come to come Kurt back for a ninth movie and or, you know, final trilogy. And um that would be like a that would have been a, an adaption of the last couple of books that J.K. Rowling wrote, and a lot of other people was on this felt the same way because shortly after they greenlit the TV show, um, this, the rebooted series, we did get some reports of Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson and the Ginger Kid maybe returning when at when, when before Daniel Radcliffe was like, I'm done with that character. So I believe that there's some uh, there's some you know kung fu going on here a little bit in the back end, and um, I don't know if it's a hundred percent that they are doing it for the same reason as you know they're, they're just doing it to create the TV show or to reboot the series. I, I believe part of it was also to get Daniel Radcliffe and them back to the table. Well, I don't understand why you would bother. I mean. You know, you can only do, I mean, I guess if you want to continue making shows that that don't follow the writings of J.K. Rowling, but that doesn't make a whole lot of sense since there's not more novels of Harry Potter to make movies out of. There's one more. You know, there's it, one more novel they haven't touched yet. But, you know, do we need a 30, late 30s, you know, 30 something characters for that book? Absolutely not. Right. That's no, not I'm, the way she wrote them. I mean, I don't think so. Um Right. I don't think so, but like, I mean, so the, we, we, it's the only option you have. Yeah, but we live in a in in a time where there are eleven Fast and Furious movies, dude. Like, well, which is also part of the problem, right? Of course it so is. It's, but... it's part of this whole problem that we have. Warner Brothers said they stated, and and as much as we like Zasloff, to some degree, he's the one saying, "Look, you know, it's been a decade." Right. It's so funny. He said it's he said it's been a decade. It's been too long since we visited what Harry Potter's up to. It's time to do more Harry Potter. But David, is it like does do we need Harry Potter after 10 years? I mean, I would argue that if you're going to reboot something, you have to get the original out of your head a little bit before you can start over. You know what I mean? Right. What's the problem with 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 trying to go with new content? I mean, Warner Brothers. uh is you know they're stuck in this you know it's lord of the rings it's it's harry potter and it's dc that's all they got you know how about some new content some new interesting you know i mean um, they're they're making dune that's no that's true that's good that had never really i mean it'd been done in, in the 80s this is that's a it's still a reboot it's still a redo but right technically in our time and frame it's a good thing um that's a movie that needed to be done it's time had come so that's fine. But I mean, what, how about just new properties? How about creatively new energy? The problem is, is that all of these studios, they just want to go back and double down on everything that's already been done. Well, they want to take, mean, a, we they can, want to take advantage of old franchises. That's what's going on. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And, and by doing that, because there is a limited number of resources of talent, let's go back and take a look. Major studios released 792 films in 2019. 792 films okay in 2022 600 scripted television series were released oh my now, god now 
that's almost 1,400 projects. How many creatives do you think there are out there with the talent to be able to create this much product? You see what I'm saying? The talent pool is limited. Right. So you're going to have a large number of projects that are just no good. And if you start attaching them to these IPs that we're just rinsing and reusing with no new ideas, it comes to a point where people are like, I'm just tired of it. Right? Yeah. Well, you can add to that too, though. Um, uh, so Jeff Snyder uh, is some executive at Max. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was picked up on... Um, I don't know exactly what what he is at Max, but he was he was on a on a podcast called the Hot Mike Podcast, and uh, I I listened to a snippet of it. Basically, he he was saying that they that Max is making a concerted effort to cast more people of color in the upcoming Harry Potter series. Mm. More specifically, Snyder noted the role of Hermione as well as even Potter himself um, uh, uh, was, was considered. And I'm trying to paraphrase and uh, people of color were, were put at the top of the list when it comes to casting an actor of color. I'm sorry. I was trying, I don't want to read the entire thing. Basically he's like, this is another part of the problem. So they take an old franchise and they want the built in audience. And they want the built-in uh, lore and the fact that they have to, they can do less work in order to tell the same story. And they want that, that easy money. But then they also want to go, all right, so we have the built-in audience, we have the built-in fans. Now let's take what they're expecting and give them something different. Um, I don't, I'm not saying that race swapping in some cases is not a, a good idea. Uh, you could do that if it's your if it's your franchise, but when you go, I love. I, we have a show that we know a lot of people love, or we have a, a movie we know a lot, a lot of people love. We're gonna take that movie, that book, that TV show, and we're gonna completely flip it, and we're gonna inject uh, a bunch of weird politics and stuff into it, because the people that like it are gonna watch it regardless. Now that may have worked ten years ago when people weren't. Why, wise to your um to your uh to what you were doing but now the second you're like we're making a concerted effort to cast more people of color and this person's gonna be gay and this person's gonna be trans and whatever people are like oh so never mind i don't want right. to taint my my view of this thing that i love so much again well, it, not, not not that it's bad that a black person would be harry potter but Swapping out, say, Harry Potter uh, for, for another race or gender, for girl power or whatever box you're trying to check, there are that's going there. The built-in fans are going to be like, "Yo, what the, what?" Yeah. So, the, the, as we're going to learn here soon, when we start talking about Bob Iger and Disney, we're going to learn that the motivation behind all of these changes, like saying you're going to add more, you know, racially ethnic characters or gender diverse characters is the reason why people are doing that is for self-preservation. So what we're going to learn is that these people who are in charge of studios, they don't want to lose their jobs. Right. And the only people pushing back right now are people who are fighting against gender equality, racial issues. And guess what? Those fans, those longtime fans who aren't fighting about anything, 
they don't care about them. So they aren't going to pander them because they just don't want to lose their jobs. You think I'm kidding. You think I'm joking. It is as narcissistic as the fact that people in charge of these studios don't mind if the studio goes down in flames because they all have golden parachutes and their whole goal, as we're going to see with this Bob Iger story is hold on for as long as you can and go in whatever direction will keep you there the longest. I'm telling you, I believe that's what's happening. And that's I've heard that argument though, Shane, I've heard that argument before. Only, only the, the small percentage of loud mouths are the one pushing back. So they, that, so they, people want to please them and not, not the fans. I'm on I'm on YouTube every day. There are I see millions of comments and videos with millions of views and millions of likes for people, you know, uh that that are criticizing some of these insane changes. There there's got to be people there's a lot of people out there pushing back against it. I just don't think they care about yeah. us. Who's no, no, who's going to who's going to be the one that will get you fired for your job? That's what you got to right, right, right. Plus, Who's plus, boycott you if you if you label the fans that are complaining as incels and racist, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Then you also minimize their uh, the validity of their complaints. Which, exactly, absolutely right. Which is what they've been doing. I mean, yeah, hey, these, they're playing three D chess here, boys. We're not. Well, and these and these white executives, these old white men in charge of all of these studios, they're terrifying. Mm-hmm. Don't think for a second that they aren't freaking terrified because they are. And these are the actions of terrified men. White crumbling, <laughs> crumbling at the at the, you know, oh, my God, don't, I want to continue being a rich billionaire. So I got to do whatever it takes. That's what all this is about. So uh, thank you, all you, you know, cowardly rich billionaires who will soon be dead. Thank you for shoving this shit down our throat instead of just saying, you know what? Uh, it may cost me something, but I'm going to do the right thing. Yeah, I'm going to make the right thing for people who love it. And I got to tell you, David Zasloff, I'm like, and hey, David, all right, I'm glad of the decisions you're making. Now, are you also now going to start going down the road of I need to get in line so I can stay the CEO for as long as possible? Well, to be fair, the the Harry Potter thing was it was uh, greenlit prior to David Zasloff coming on. This is not like it's not like a super new development. It's just it's just becoming more popular. It was time talked of. about, but now it's been official or it's officially been right. Pushed. And we don't know 100% what changes they're actually going to make. But David Zasloff and listen, anytime I hear some insane blue-haired feminist ally like Hassan saying David Zasloff is the actual devil. I'm like Oh, so I'm so I would like him then, because if you hate him, if you dis- despise this man and his decisions, and I despise you as a human being, I'm assuming he's probably going to be making some decent decisions. Well, and yeah, that's part of our problem, though, is that we have this outlook that whatever the other side that we don't agree with, you know, likes, then we like I, specifically I really, him. But yeah, yeah, but you know. We we should we should definitely judge people. Well, I mean, he's mad because he's can't he's can't he axed Batwoman and blah blah blah. All these things. Look, David Zaslav killed a lot of projects that he, him, and I'm sure his advisors were like, these aren't going to make a penny, dude. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Anyways, uh, well, I mean that's part of it, you know. Um, Can we wrap up this Harry Potter thing uh, real quick Uh, for anyone? Uh, no, I'm not ready to wrap it up, but go ahead. 
Well, let me just put a button on it. Okay, you go ahead, continue. Well, there's more. It's not really about Harry Potter. That's well, the whole point. I mean, because people are people going to say that this, this is not happening, but this is directly from J.K. Rowling. And this is on Twitter. And she wrote, Max's commitment to preserving the integrity of books is important to me, and I'm looking forward to being part of a new adaption, which will allow for a degree of depth and detail only afforded by a long-form TV show. So it is something that's happening, or at least from the the creator's uh, perspective, it's happening. So It's true. I mean, but it happens with everything. I mean, look at Jurassic World. Look at Fast and Furious. Look at Halloween. Everything is getting another movie. Everything's getting another reboot. At what point do we say to ourselves, this? it's just no longer any fun to watch any of this stuff? You know, movies like like Top Gun Maverick, like that is something like, oh my God, there's a continuation of a movie that, even though that is still not necessarily creative, right? it's at least something that was really old. Dune, another thing, you know, like we talked about earlier. Those types of things people might still get excited for. What is it? You know, we don't want these franchises to disappear forever. No, we Mm -hmm. still want content. We just don't want it shoved down our throats continuously. Right. Give it time to breathe. Right. You know, um, you know, what are there, what are some of the things that are important? Um, you know, you start to feel empty, you know, none of the reboots ever seem to work. Can you think of a reboot that like worked, you know, not really maybe the mission impossible movies. Um, um I mean, yeah, those aren't really reboots though, because like the TV series, they, yeah, were. it was, yeah, there were movies based on a TV series that had, that was, had, there was so much time in between loosely, them. Yeah. Loosely based. Yeah. Yeah, it, there was so much time in between them. Like there was a, a full two generations of people that had not seen the TV show when it came out. I mean, like there there are some things that can be quote unquote rebooted or borrowed from. And to be honest, let's be real, most things are not new. Most ideas people have are based on or or at least inspired by something from their past. And even the new stuff are usually just different takes on literature from a hundred years ago. Which the is little, well little, which, the little mermaid's not a not a unique thing. That's why there's four four hundred different versions of the character. Go ahead, Shane. Right. Well, but you're right. I mean, but the, the thing is is that most people didn't know about it. So that's the thing is if you're gonna take, you know, subject matter that people haven't really ever heard of, then it's gonna feel like it's something new at the very least. And sure, if you're gonna tell the hero's journey, it's hard to tell it in a different way than there, than it's told. Right. But, the, but a new story, new elements of the story. I mean, you can create something new. Studios are afraid to do that because they don't know if somebody will go watch it or not. You know, so you end up with, with what do we have? They're already talking about replacing, having a new Wolverine. Daniel Radcliffe, speaking of, of, of to be the new Wolverine. I guess he's all cut up. I sent you a little link with a picture of him yeah. working out. And, you know, why would you call for a new Wolverine when our old Wolverine is still making a movie? Like, why do we? Yeah. And, and that? more importantly, what brilliant sarcasm dripping from his voice. Executive marketing executive over there thought it would be a good idea to talk about a Wolverine recast, reboot, etc. Before the last Wolverine movie comes out. Right. Like, well, it, what is yeah. I, what is up with these people uh, jumping the gun and talking about stuff that are working on while a current project is still actively in development, dude? I mean, James Gunn did the same thing. Black Adam. So many of these, so many of these people. 
are, it's like they're not talking to each other or they're or they purposely do it because they don't it's this weird uh uh culture in Hollywood that they can do no wrong like that that their every move they make people are gonna love like listen guys just because we like comic books doesn't mean we're a bunch of dumb simps that are just gonna buy whatever dribble you throw in front of us at some point there's got to be some quality there before I'm gonna watch it and and this is technically our job to watch it at some point I'm gonna be like you know what I'm not gonna watch the next Marvel movie that's exactly what's gonna happen and it's and and we see it happening already we see the numbers people aren't going to the theaters the numbers aren't as good I mean what happens when you end up rebooting this stuff it's like a facsimile and what is a facsimile it's a poor quality of the original it's a lower lesser quality of the original right um, and why have original movies if financially you don't need to? And that's what the studios are saying. As long as we continue to go and support, uh, these aberrations, you know, then, then it's going to continue to be this way. Yeah. I mean, I can, you know, it's funny. It's like, I can, I can see Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine. well, there you go. And that's how it all begins. Right. But the problem is, is would you go see Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine? Yeah. Yes, I would in, right. well, there in is. 20 years. Okay, that's fair, but not would, now. Like, next, would you go in two years? No, no, years? no. You got like, chill out, like yeah, slow down. Oh my chill god! The hell out. Bro, how about this? Like, look, like, there is there is such thing as too much is a good thing. Like, you cannot just continually throw darts at the board for a franchise until you may or may not get a hit. Slow down, and you know what? It's okay. If a movie in your franchise doesn't exceed your expectations, that just means that that movie is a stepping stone to the next movie that could. We we have no patience. Hollywood has no patience anymore, dude. Yeah. Fant- Fantastic Four has been rebooted what three times, dude? Come on! I I was married when the first one came out, and now I'm gonna watch a third version of it. Well, you know why they're not patient is because they are desperate to continue making more money every year. They need to make more and more and more because they're not seen as successful unless the, their profit margins are growing. So what happens is, is they feel like they feel like they have to continue doing it. And right. what they don't realize is they're destroying it in the process of trying to to you know, pull more money out of it. Yeah, I believe you there's know, something there's something to be said for like fan confusion. And when you have like four different characters play actors playing the same exact character um there is a confusion there like oh which would do i like i don't I, maybe i shouldn't start this friend and start this movie because i haven't watched seen the last three movies right so many times my wife does that where i'm like hey babe let's watch this new this series or this movie and she goes but i haven't seen the last couple ones i'm like that, yeah. those don't matter like i try i was like Let, let's watch picard season three and she goes Oh, I haven't seen Picard seasons one and two. I'm like, it doesn't matter. She goes, yeah, yeah, but I want to get, I want, I want to know what's going on. I'm like, you don't need to know. Trust me, you don't need, you don't need to know nothing. No one cares about Picard season one. She goes, well, I want to watch the like. If I'm, I'm okay with spending time with you to do that, but I, I knew what. And that in in my mind, her those words were like, this is never gonna happen. Stop bothering me about it. Right, right, right. Well, you know, when they do try to do something different, like with an old, you know, let now say when they reboot something, they do something different. So. For example, you've got Alien, uh, the new movie coming out, Alien Romulus, right? Which is going to basically be a reboot of the first Alien movie. And guess what it's going to be? No, no it's going to be. A, 
it's going to be a teen slasher film. No, come on. It is a bunch of teenagers Why? in space. Why would you do that? Uh, and it's going to be more of a horror movie than what the original movie brought, which was this, you know, thriller, you know, sci-fi horror. Uh, it's going to be more of like a slasher film with young teenagers. That's exactly what the new Alien movie. Uh, they just they just dropped it. They just started talking about that it. That is weird. That's a weird choice. Why would yeah. you do? Why would you take such a legendary masterpiece and 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 reduce it to because that's what they think the kids cw bullcrap dude that's what they think our young generation wants to see and i don't know if that's the case the numbers will tell you you know i mean if you were to try to recreate the original vision of alien i mean i don't know if you can replace sigourney weaver you know, I don't know if you can do that, Carol. I don't know if you can tell the story the same. And maybe you don't want to tell the exact same story, you know, but you've got it happened so long ago that I think you could. I think you could tell a variation of that exact same story. And not only will old fans come back to see how you've treated it and what you've done, but also new fans will fall in love with it again. Because to be honest with you, none of my kids want to watch the original Alien movie because they're like, that looks terrible. I don't want to watch that. That's crappy graphics. Nobody wants to watch that old shit. So, I mean, you could actually take something like a great movie like that and redo it, update it in today's terms, adjust the story a touch, you know, to make it more interesting. But, you know, basically having it become, what's that movie with the mask? Scream? Basically have it alien scream version. Right. Like, really? (laughs) Like, that's where we're at? Right. Like, how did this happen? Yeah, I don't, when what was the CW so popular that everyone's like, we really need to capture the essence that was the CW and take every single TV show and movie and and book and whatever that anyone loved and just reduce it to some CW bullshit. No, they're obsessed with tapping into youth culture because they know that they've got you for another ten to twenty years if they can capture you as a teenager or as a young adult. That's what these studios are obsessed with. The problem is, like we've said many times before, is teenagers and young adults aren't paying for shit. We're still paying for everything. Right. You know, so, I mean, you know, all the kids still live at home. Like, good luck, especially in the United States. Like, 30 is the new, like, get out of the house age. I hate to say it. Because nobody, at least, especially in California, can afford to move. Right. So, you know, parents are still paying for these things. And I'm not saying that you need to cater to everything that we need. And you don't need to lock into a new generation. But I would say that, you know, pandering to the lowest common denominator, while it may make you the most amount of money now, down the road, it's going to hurt you the most. Because these franchises are basically just, you know, washed up pieces of garbage that you're going to send down the disposal. They become worthless in the future. Because you get to a point where they've been so you know, tattered out, so played out that nobody wants to touch it. You know, we're seeing that with all of our Disney products right now. We're seeing that with, it's slowly starting to happen where, you know, who wants to go see the next damn Transformers movie? Can I get a raised hand here? Does anybody really want to see another Transformers movie? I sort of do. No, you do? A little bit. All right. Okay. Well, the last one, the last one wasn't great. No, it wasn't. I was a big Tram fan of Transformers as a kid. But how many of these damn movies can you watch where you're like, okay, now what? Like, what's next? I'm just waiting for them to, uh, you know, do what I've been wanting Transformers to do for a long time. Like, can I get like a Transformers movie 
that's about Transformers. Like, no. like, can we do that? Can we, like, get some real Transformers lore that's not, like, half the movie is some mechanic some kid, yeah. <laughs> or some kid or something? Like, right. can we just do Transformers? Like, can we do that? Like, I don't understand. I don't know. Well, I mean, if you go back to the heart of the cartoon, it was the relationship between the humans and the Transformers. I get sure. that. I get but that. But they have not done a, you know, a full-on, you know, Transformer against Trans Transformer on Transformer movie. I know? would say There's that the best Transformers movie was the first one with Shia LaBeouf. That was the best one. Uh, yeah, you you right. felt the connection to Optimus Prime. Uh, like, like that movie was was good. It felt uh, it felt the the best. Um, and then it just got weird and sort of like really childish and and somehow Shia got even more Shia. Like he mm. like he like turned it up to like eleven at some yeah. point. And just things didn't didn't make no sense. It, it just it just become a parody of itself. And and then when you brought like I like Marky Mark, bro, but when you brought Marky Mark in, all right, mm. well. Good luck with yeah. that. Like, what's next? I, I'm assuming The Rock's going to be in the next one. So No, I mean, I think it's gone way past that. So Marky Marcus doesn't even touch those movies anymore. But when you go back to the idea that there's 792 movies released, go back to the idea that there's 600 scripted television series. I mean, let's ask ourselves the honest question. How many great writers are there? Right. How many great directors, producers, cinematographers? How many great staffs are there? How many great production teams are there how many great editors are there are there that many like you know you get a steven spielberg or a francis ford coppola or you get some of these great you know directors and and producers over time but the problem is is we're our market is so flooded full of content that it becomes this amalgam of of mediocrity and we just don't know what to do with it and so they take our favorite series and our favorite franchises that once upon a time, you know, were created lovingly or, or made lovingly by creators who were, who were giving of their first flower, right? They were, they were coming into their own. They were creating something beautiful and unique. Mm -hmm. And now we're handing them off to no offense, but like, you know, you know, mediocre writers who are then taking these products for the studio who don't want to take chances on, these new creative ideas by new people and they want to rehash the old stuff with mediocre people doing the work. And that's why we have shit. And there's a lot of mediocre earlier, earlier today, earlier you said like how many, how many people are there that can actually, you know, run these shows. There's a limited pool. I think when you were saying that you're referring to a limited pool of competent individuals. Yes. Because yeah. there are plenty of people who are not competent and are given their jobs via nepotism or some kind of social hierarchy or something like that. And they just, they're just not very good, but there's well, a limited pool of, of trusted, uh, you know, uh, you know, good creatives. Go ahead. Well, sorry. then top it all off with the idea. No, you make a really great point. So, and then top it all off with the fact that we're trying to like, you know, force these, you know, people based on their gender, their sex and their race into certain roles, you know, and now how, and now we're also like flooding the market with mediocre um, actors, 
not saying that they might not be, but you know, somebody who, if you're the right, right race, religion, you know, color, whatever gender, um, if you're the right one, you might get picked for a role that you wouldn't have been picked for in a thousand years, mm-hmm. you know, because you weren't good enough. You know, the, the person making the director sits down and he looks and he watches your performance and the people making it the TV show and they go, wow, that really embodies that character. Now they look at it and go, mm, you really need an African-American female in, in the role. So go, give right. me one of those. Right. You know, and how many, I mean, look, there's tons of great African-American female actors, but are there as many as they want? You see <sighs> what I'm saying? So, so I mean, <laughs> but, but again, though. You, you know you can write new characters, right? You, like I don't know if they know that. Do they, do they know? They're, they're afraid to take a chance okay, on something so, Can someone tell them that they can just write new characters and give them whatever attributes they require? Mm. It doesn't, they, right? They don't have to like recycle old ones. It's not like a World of Warcraft account, right? <laughs> it's not like you're like, I don't want to lose my level 100. Oh, maybe that's what it is, actually. Like maybe like Harry Potter's the level one hundred uh, orc, and they're like, well, we just want to change the way he looks. We don't want to lose his stats. Yeah, that's what it is. They don't want to start fresh. They don't want to start with level one. That's right. what it is. That's true. Uh, well, yeah, we have to find a way to get back to to you know being things being chosen by merit. And I get it. It's all you know. Hollywood's always been an industry of who do you know, right? Right. But um, but success breeds success and 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 it needs to be more about you know hey this person really elevates my product my whatever i'm trying to produce and not you know how can i make sure i don't get fired by making sure i have these people of these color gender whatever in the role and that's kind of what it's turned into and and it's and it's really a sad day for us uh people waiting for the next great product to come out yeah i agree with you i agree with you entirely mr shane Thank you, sir. And I agree with you as well. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> I do. I do. All right. Yeah. So listen, uh, but you need to let us know what you think. So if you're watching this VOD later on, hit the comment section and let us know what you guys think um, about, yeah, not just the new Harry Potter or the new series or whatever, but like, are the franchises, is, is, the, is the hunt for the 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 billion dollar franchise is that is that killing creativity because between between the studios wanting to con, you know wanting to wanting the easy layup billion dollar property and the writers having very little talent half the time and trying to inject their own stuff like is that killing the the movie going the tv going experience you know there there is very little going on i know there's a strike but I, I, there was a show, there was a show I've been watching with my wife called um, "Survive the Raft," mm. and it's a non-scripted TV show. Shane, what is a non-scripted TV show? Uh, it means that they the, the outcome is not um, is still planned, but it's people who don't get paid to act or write. It's a reality show. <laughs> I was gonna say they're not reality anymore, though. Like they say it's reality, but it's really just. Real people getting paid to do shit and do what you're told to do. That's, that's what I think. R- right, right. Okay, so this is the this is what the show looks like, and I promise I have a point here. So please stick with me. Um, this show is actually uh, it's fascinating because it's based on an actual real world experiment. Hmm. Back in the '70s, some archaeologist named 
or I'm sorry, anthropologist named, uh, I want to say Santiago something. Um, he devised an experiment where he put a bunch of different types of people on, he literally employed people um, as part of his anthropologic, anthropologic, his experiment. Jesus, I can't say the Anthropological experiment. Thank you. And he purposely went out of his way to get people that were so different. Women, men, people from different political backgrounds, social economical backgrounds, um, genders and and races, etc., etc. And he put them on a raft. Santiago believed that within days that the raft in the middle of the ocean where these people had to survive on their own. And so they were basically hired to go on a, on a raft and they would work together to survive on the raft mm. in the middle of the ocean. And Santiago would be there with his little diary and he'd be like recording the experiment. Like, like, like Jane watching apes. Yeah. And he was convinced and his diary is up. You can go on. You can go, you can actually go buy it. He was convinced that within days, these people would go full on like Lord of the flies and they'd be like killing each other for food and women would be raped and men would be, uh, uh, you know, cannibalized. He thought it was going to be a disaster. Now, if you really thought that, why the F did you get on the raft with him, bro? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is the opposite of that happened. The people, even though they're from different political backgrounds, religious backgrounds, mm-hmm. racial backgrounds, socioeconomical backgrounds, different genders, shapes, sizes, etc. Guess what they did, Shane? They got along? They got along. Not only did they get along, but they thrived and they enjoyed it. In fact, they all took the job because they were like, who doesn't want to get paid to go on vacation? Right. In their minds, they're going on a free cruise getting paid for it, and all they got to do is look after themselves. <laughs> so they're hunting for fish. They're taking care of each other. They're they're all using each other's skills. In fact, some of them are even being semi-romantic. And, he, and, and Santiago was getting pissed. He's like, what the actual... Their, their response to the experiment was proving him to be an idiot, of which he was. Right. Okay. He tried to goad them. He tried to steal their food. He tried to convince them to fight with each other. That person doesn't like you. And it got, it got to the point the same way producers are showing that. Huh? That was is that behind the scenes or actually during the show? No, no, this is not this is not a show. This is this was the original experiment. Oh, I see. I got you. Well, what happened was in the original experiment, the original crew, the original crew of the raft was like, "Hey, this Santiago guy is an asshole," and they basically mutinied against him and and threw him threw him off threw him off. that's great so this show they go let's let's create this original experiment as a reality show totally misrepresenting the original uh 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 experiment and they they completely misrepresent it and they and they try to make it seem like exactly what santiago thought would, would happen did happen well guess what this show as much as they're trying to thrum, drum up as much drama as they can and throw... Every, at one point, they offer someone $50,000 to turn on their crewmates, and the yeah. person refuses. What? That's bullshit. Yes. I'm no, sorry. no, no. I'm serious, because the whole point of it is they go to do, uh, like, these challenges, and one person always has the chance to to uh, steal the rest of the money from the group. And 
it started off with like a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand. This last one, they're getting desperate. They're like fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> oh, so you get to steal the money from the rest of the group, right? So they're trying. They're desperately out. trying to. Now there is some drama on the ship, but for the most part, it's actually a pretty good time. So the original experiment is basically playing out the original way. <laughs> so I'm enjoying this because it's a train wreck, but for all the right reasons. <laughs> You know, it's funny if they really wanted to make it interesting, what they need to do is they need to have like all these people on Twitter, right? They need to have all these people on Twitter for like six months in advance, like talking to each other on Twitter, but they don't know who each other are because they're anonymous, right? Right. So they have in these different, this will be a great reality TV show. They're all together and they're tracked basically on Twitter by this production company who sees them arguing, fighting with each other, being assholes to each other. Oh, I rip your head off. Oh, screw you and your political beliefs, blah, 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 blah. Right. Then take those same people and put them on a raft in the middle of the ocean. Right. Right. And then and then let's take a look at what non-accountability and then accountability does and show their tweets, right? Show their tweets and now show their relationship and let's show the world <laughs> how humanity truly works because that would actually be an interesting show. Hey, Kevin. So, um, uh, you know, Lisa doesn't know, but you're actually, um, <laughs> XXX Duke Hitler didn't do anything wrong on yeah. Twitter. And Lisa, you're vegan, vegan booty lover. <laughs> and you guys have been talking for months. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, what's funny is, you and know, they, like fell in love on the boat or something. Right. And then all of a sudden they're like, you can see what they try to do. Like they, they literally are like, they put like a, a Muslim, um, and, uh, an African American, um, Baptist, a woman Baptist preacher who curses a lot. And, uh, some, uh, white, uh, fishermen. And then they also, uh, they had, uh, I'm not gonna go through all the castles. They had a trans person. They had, um, um, a very large, uh, ex-military hunter and a vegan girl well and see that because when you put human beings together the guess what they're going to do they're going to try to work to work with each other that's what humans do like you try you give you know this is we give and take that's why humanity has survived as long as it has is because we have these social uh, responsibilities to each other yeah you know and when we don't want you know we don't want the to be held accountable for somebody face to face. Who wants that? Who wants the, the heat in their face? Most people don't. And so you'll act accordingly when you're in a group. It's, it's God. I just, so I just find it hilarious that like you took the, the, the most opposite, like literally a skinny vegan chick and an mm. outspoken ex-military game hunter. You put them on a boat and then you're confused when the game hunters like, no, listen, uh, if you don't want to eat meat, understand. Um, let's, let's try to guys, let's try to be respectful. And everyone's like, what's going on here? I see. I've heard this guy's podcast. He doesn't like vegans. No, no, no. He doesn't like being vegan. Right. That's the difference. They don't understand. They don't yeah. understand the difference. Like, yeah. like it has nothing to do. He has no, no problem with that random person. Right. He doesn't, he doesn't want to adopt the lifestyle. That's it. Yes. That's it. It's crazy. Um, so the, we've been watching that because. You know, there's not much else to watch, and I'm realizing that, that that you know I can only catch up on old stuff for so long. Um, there's gonna be a moment where Hollywood cannot, or the studios have to start create if they want to stay, you know, with the current model. They gotta start creating more Stranger Things, more uh, Game of Thrones, more 
you know, more unique phenomenons that become culturally relevant forever. Yes, 100%. They, they need to. And, and it's not that, you know what, it's not that hard. You just have to take some really creative individuals and let them go out and do it. And then you got to trust them to come back and, you know, and for you to spend your millions of dollars to actually have it made. Now, but if, if you hit the jackpot, then you're going to be just fine. But the problem is, and as we're going to see as we transition, is this, are you giving me a transition moment? Is that what you're doing right here? That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm but, desperately trying to, I've been trying to do it for like three points now. Okay. Well, for this point, that's <laughs> right. good because, because as we'll see with Bob, with Bob Iger, there's a fear in letting people do new things. Mm -hmm. And that fear is it might destroy your legacy. Oh, so bum, 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 bum. Okay. So between, can you tell me the difference between Iger and Chapik? Obviously different people, but like what, like their, their, their leadership uh, styles, like why is Chapik regarded as some, uh, <clears throat> someone who is, incapable of the job while Iger is so capable that he was brought back twice. Well, I'll tell you, here's the deal because Bob Iger never left and Bob Iger selected Bob Chapek. <clears throat> and you got to think of it as like Batman and Robin. Okay. Mm -hmm. Bob Iger is Batman and Bob Chapek is Robin. Mm. And so Bob Chapek was a guy who was in charge of the Disney um, parks. That was his job. He got, uh, Disney Shanghai going and he was basically somebody who was kind of groomed by Bob Iger to take over the role. Now, what's interesting is Bob Iger, he kept pushing his retirement for long periods of time. Now let's go back. Now <clears throat> we got to be clear. There's a lot of negativity about Bob Iger, <clears throat> tons of it rightly deserved, rightly so deserved, but you also have to look at Bob Iger as to who he really is. Uh, and he is a, a, cultural maverick, an icon in the industry. He talked Steve Jobs into selling him Pixar. He talked Robert Murdoch into selling him Fox. He got Marvel. He got Disney from George Lucas. The list goes on and on and on. This uh, guy. He did all of that because, because you're right. Yeah. I'm looking at this chart like 2006. He did all of that in a period of like less than 20 years. He basically right. just bought up all the biggest franchises. Yeah. So he was CEO for about 15 years. And he, I mean, listen, you know, Michael Eisner, who was the CEO before him, uh, was considered an incredible CEO for Disney, really took Disney to new heights. But, you know, Bob Iger, you know, even took him even further. I mean, he's arguably the greatest CEO Disney's had since Walt. And when you take a look at what he did is, I think that if you look at Bob Iger, he became kind of like his own Hollywood A-lister. He became a superstar in his own right. Right. He became bigger than any actor, bigger than any. He became a cultural icon himself. And so what happens is, is when you become the CEO of probably one of the most important companies, uh, the most, you know, important, important political or not important cultural companies that Disney is for, for America, <clears throat> you kind of get to a place where you're like, well, I've created this legacy for myself. <clears throat> I don't want to see it destroyed, but I also don't want to see somebody do better than me. Right. And so what he did by, by bringing Chapek in, now this is what's really interesting. A lot of people don't realize is that even though Bob Iger was stepping down, he had successfully created a position where he would continue being Bob Chapek's boss 
for the next two years that Bob Chapek stepped in to be CEO. Oh, wow. He still had an office. He was still there. And overall, he still had creative control to say yes and no about things over Bob Chapek. Oh, my God. Bob Iger didn't truly step down, folks. So Bob Chapek was brought in. He was did had no leadership skills. He's a very good manager. He's good with money. But he didn't have leadership skills. A couple of the other guys who happened to be up and coming who could have replaced um, Iger that were a little bit more alpha type males. Uh, he specifically pushed them down to make sure they didn't get the role because a, he didn't want somebody to come in and do better than him. Right. right. He, here's what Bob Iger thought. And, and we learned this because Bob Iger throughout the years, he went around and handpicked handpicked every one of the board of directors for Disney. He, he picked people he was close to people. He knew people who owed him favors. He spent his entire time actually creating an environment that would keep him there longer, the longest, keep him in control the longest. So when Chapek was brought in, it was somebody who he thought, A, wouldn't have any power over him, that he could still control like a puppet. You got to think of Disney almost as a little country. You know, think of him as like a leader who, you know, kind of has to go at a certain point, but let me try to figure out how I can continue to have power over this. He also didn't want somebody to come in and do what he had done to Michael Eisner, which was basically become a better CEO than Iger had, than, than Eisner had, you know, Iger became better than Eisner and Michael Eisner was the shit at the time. Mm -hmm. So when Iger came in, he didn't want somebody to come in and, and like uh, usurp his legacy. Who remembers what Michael Eisner did? Nobody, right? Not really. Right. It's all Bob Iger, the Bob Iger show. <clears throat> and I think he's so narcissistic that he didn't want somebody to come in and be able to do that. So think about it like this. Chapek came in in 2020, right? 2021, 2022, Iger's back. Iger also got his contract extended through like 2026, 2027, where he could still be in, in control. So I think this is all, all of this has been a ploy for Bob Iger to stay in power and stay in control while making it look like he was trying to find a successor because after so many years, it's appropriate for him to do that. Right. Um, but but continue to maintain and stay in power and have the benefits of that power. And I think a lot of this pandering and catering to these groups uh, and the reason why Disney's products are the way they are is it's Iger wanting to stay in power as long as possible, trying to like float the boat down the most, you know, he's already set his legacy. That's the thing about Iger. It really doesn't matter what happens at this point. He, he should have never came legacy. back. He's ruining his legacy right now. He never left, Brian. I know, but he shouldn't have he came left. back into the into the limelight as CEO. Well, he thought he could change it. He thought he could fix it. He should have pulled a homer and just sort of faded back into the bushes. Yeah, no, that's a good point. If he had done that and it had never come out that he really, you know, he turned it over to the wrong person, number one. And he that's because he was never really turning it over at all. Right. And, uh, and this is going to come out. This is a new article that just came out, CNBC.com. And uh, the mess of the Disney succession uh, Iger Chapek thing. And it really goes, I mean, even looking at the interviews, you can see that Chapek is like, you know, look at the two next to each other. Listen to the two talk. It's like, how did you make this guy the, the CEO? Well, because oh, right. he was going to be his puppet. And that's pretty much it. Right. And that's what all of the studios. So all the studios are doing this. Michael Eisner tried to do the same thing to Iger. So that's what a lot of people don't know is he tried to create a situation where he would continue to be like chairman of the board for another two years while Iger first became CEO, but it failed because 
Eisner didn't have control of the board of directors. So when Iger got into power, what he did immediately was he went around and made sure he had control of all the board of directors. He made sure the people who were appointed were appointed because of him so that when the time came, they would vote whatever he wanted voted. Right. And Eisner wasn't able to accomplish that, so he couldn't stick around. But guess what? Who is not going to give Iger another year, another two years? I mean, he's the reason why they're there in the first place. It's, sure. It's the worst. It's the worst sort of nepotism. And uh, there's really no way to save it other than to sort of, uh, you know, fall back a little bit. Uh, you know, start, start, stop, stop making uh, big plays and start doing, you know, business as usual. Um, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, but I, I think that Disney has a long, arduous uphill climb because they've lost a lot of uh, market buy-off from fans. A lot of people feel like Star Wars, and I feel the same way, Star Wars mm. has been irreparably damaged to the point where I'm no longer interested in something that used to give them, used to, used to make me giggle. Um, Indiana Jones irreparably damaged. Um, a lot of these things, like I don't trust Disney anymore. And I use when I when I found out that Disney bought Star Wars, and I think we had this conversation way back then. I was like, awesome! There's a studio that has unlimited money that can make the best possible Star Wars. This is gonna be great. Mm. And lo and behold, I was wrong. So. Well, and n none of us at the time. I mean, Disney had been nothing but successful. Right. So who would have thought that they were going to come in and and just ruin Star Wars? Nobody right. did. Right. So it's not, it's not just Star Wars. There's a, there's a lot. And uh, they're, now they're even going back to their own properties, their own um, fantastical, successful characters and stories. And they're ruining those too. And... I don't know how to fix it other than, you know, um, stop. Like, <laughs> yeah, you had the ability to make a live action Little Mermaid, one of the most successful cartoon animated movies of all time. And you chose to make decisions that were so contrary and so different than the, than the original beloved movie that, that was hyper successful. And then you go, why didn't anyone like it? Because people are racist. No, you made a different movie. Right. As soon as they, as soon as they realized that, okay, well, they were doing great there for a while. They had, uh, finding Nemo. They had Moana. They had, um, Encanto. They had frozen. They had a bunch of really good movies that came out that everybody wanted to see. And, and what was it about those movies that was great? They were new. They were different. They were unique. I mean, you go watch Moana. I mean, who doesn't love Moana? I mean, it's it's musically fantastic. It's got an interesting story. It's a, it's just it's unique and it's different. Right now, they're going to do a Moana live action, and I get it. Maybe it's of all of the live actions. I understand why because you have Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You can't do that in twenty years. You can't, and so doing it now, I get it. But but for everything else, just go and do the next story. And I understand it's, it's sometimes more expensive and it takes, there's more creativity to go do that. And why can't you just you know, rehash your old content? Well, we haven't done a live action this. We haven't done that, you know, and, and, and 
go out and actually create your new products, get people go out. The Moana story was great. It was like a, an Island legend and they went out and found it and they did it. I'm honestly, uh, very excited about live action Moana. And, I'm not and I'm very excited about it. But I, I mean, am, I'm not even a huge fan of the, of the cartoon movie. I'm not even a huge fan. But but watching the movie and seeing like the story and the visuals, I can only imagine the adventure that you can tell on screen with a real. I don't, I don't want to say a real movie like animated movies, not. But honestly, for me, animated movies are just sort of like, eh, that's that's fine, cool. They're in the background. I, mean, I like live action. Is- I want to see, but here's the thing about live action versus cartoon. I don't give a shit if it's the same story. Like, I don't want to keep watching the same story over and over again. The idea is to get new stories. I mean, we're only alive for so many years on this planet. I don't want to keep hearing the same story over and over again. There are creative people. Let them come up with new ideas and let's watch them. That's it. Go make them. That's what cinema is all about. It's not continuously rehashing old shit i don't know i, I, know? I, I would i would have you know what then i would have rather have moana came out live action in the first place because like it i can see it sure. as being such a th- amazing live action film like a classic an instant classic even yeah um, I agree. but it can't it really can't be a classic in its animated form not in I the mean, same way. I mean, not in the well, same disney, way disney has classic animated i know but like yeah like i I mean, yeah, I love Little Mermaid and Aladdin, but like, they're never going to be on my top 10 list of movies. But you know what? If you had made the movie Aladdin in live action, that story, that movie, it might be on my top 10 list. But I don't think I'm ever going to put an animated movie well, you gotta on remember, my top Disney's, 10. Disney's, no, no disrespect to you or me or anybody our age, Disney's not making movies for us. Okay, at least they shouldn't be. Oh, and yeah. I wouldn't encourage them to do so. That's not the fucking business you're in. You're in the business of making movies for children. <laughs> and those children grow up and they show it to their children. Well, then they shouldn't be making so live action so then. They just keep they shouldn't. Yeah. They shouldn't. I mean, if you're going to make live action, I mean, they've, they've made live action for a long time. And I get to go ahead. But you don't need to take your classics and turn them into live action. Continue to do animation amazingly, which is what children love to watch anyways. Create these classic stories. Continue to develop them. Why? Why do we need a Toy Story five? Why? We don't. Are we up to, are we up to five already? They're getting. They're trying to make a fifth one. Huh. Well, I so, got, uh, if 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 you if you don't bring Tim Allen back, um, you're making for, first thoughts and knowing nothing about the project. If you don't bring Tim Allen back and you replace him with another actor, it's not going to work out. But we're already talking about this wrong. We shouldn't even be talking about a Toy Story 5. Fuck Tim Allen. Fuck Tom. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Tom Hanks? Fuck, fuck Tom Hanks. Fuck them all. What? Okay, goodbye. I no like more Tim. Toy I like, Story. I like Tim I don't care. No more. Four was enough. We don't need a fifth one. I mean, with your te- old ass te- voices. Technically, I love three you guys. Enough. Technically, three is enough. Technically, two is enough. I mean, more right, enough. But then. I'm just saying, like, at, at the point that it becomes a money grab, Right? Yes, and, yes, but if there's still toys, stories to tell, and I'll argue that sure. Toy Story 3 was a great movie. Right, so and far, Toy Story 4 wasn't horrible. Yeah, so far, they're at, Toy Story done, is not... They have, yeah, no, that's not true, though. Toy Story has not yet ended it. No, made no. a bad film. 
I get it, but it's the story is over. How is like that? When you look at the if you look at where they're at at the end of four, it's like where do you go from here? No, it could be over. That doesn't mean it's over. There's a world of talking toys. You can go on. You can do this forever. That's the problem. Fuck that. That sucks. No, but why Don't not? Well, why, why not introduce new characters and continue because, the story? No, because it's not continuing to be good. I want to see the toys that live in the forest. Oh, you know, on their oh, own. You're part of the problem. I want. I no, want this to turn. I want this no. to turn into a science fiction thing where the toys try to rise up against humanity, bro. <laughs> they start their own toy factory. How about start, this? And they start How cranking about... out soldiers. And next thing you know, it's basically Terminator Two. Well, let's just okay. And I would, I would more respect a Toy Story, you know, movie that was a crossover of the Terminator. Come up with something fresh and new for me to go watch. <laughs> Interesting. But somebody made a comment here. Drew D made a comment here. Do you remember? You guys remember the feeling when you watched Shrek? This is. I got to tell you, Drew, such a great point. When I watched Shrek in the theater, I laughed my ass off through the whole thing. And at the end of the movie, I walked out. And I said to the person I went with, I can't believe that that was an animated movie. Like the the joy that you get from something like that for the very first time. He's right. What happened to reaching out and doing movies like that? Starting over, finding a new area that we haven't explored yet and do something different that's good. With great talent like Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy, right? <clears throat> great talent. With great new things is what we need. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't want to throw water on your flame. I loved Shrek too, but you are saying, and I'm, I'm devil's advocate here. You're saying why not do something new? Except yes. for Shrek wouldn't exist without the hundreds of properties that it a mocked or based its characters on it that came before it. But that was new. Nobody had mocked it. Nobody had done that sort of humor in a in an animation before. I understand, was but, but it couldn't have existed without the art that came before it. This this is there. There's I'm there, not there, saying, there's yeah, definitely I'm an not. argument for like this is why trade trademark laws are out of control because you cannot. It's very difficult. I only mean, I would say impossible to create something actually new. There's going to be inspiration. Well, from that, existing property I'm talking about I'm not saying go out and and like create something that has never been seen or heard of before it's fucking impossible like like I challenge you to go find a new storyline it's almost impossible because there's so much property and IP you can't that's not what I'm saying Shrek was not new right what did they do they took fairy tales right and they created a story and they just kind of flipped the you know turned it into an anti-hero cartoon right, right? Shrek's an anti-hero that they right. just hadn't done that before. That was new. Yeah, you're right. So yeah. you could take a, a property, you could take something new, what I'm saying new, an idea that you haven't done before. Right. You know, i.e. Lex Luthor's the hero. I don't know. Do something different. They did that. Did it? What was that? Yeah, they, they did that. Lex Luthor saves the world. What was it? What was, what, that was uh, the last before? episode of uh, of Justice League Unleashed. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't count cartoons like No, that, I mean so. it's awesome comment. I mean it's 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's been I done. Know, but I'm I'm talking about, you know, big produ big produced things. Like This is why comics are a great way to make movies because like you can judge what people already like and a lot of the average public has not seen those. You already have a right. basis of what you know people are going to watch. Problem yeah. is they started doing it that way, but then they're like, "You know what? Let's call it the name of the comics that people like, yeah. but then write a completely different story. Yeah, what do you guys that, think? Yeah. 
But why? Why do that? Why? Why would you do that? I don't know. Why would you do that? Because you right. got it. Because you're busy running around checking all the boxes. Right. Like, how can we get the most people? And let's like what you said earlier. Everybody's chasing the billion dollar movie. You know, uh, you know, Barbie. It's 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 a misnomer. It's they never made a movie about Barbie before. You got the Barbie song. You've got That's you true. know I mean, they they've never done it. So it was like one Super Mario Brothers, right? There had never been an animated Super Mario Brothers movie before. So, I mean, there hadn't been. There had been a, a live action Super Mario Brothers movie that was terrible in the 80s. It was pretty terrible. Early 90s. But they'd never done this before for, you know, aimed at kids. So it's those true. are movies that are going to make a billion dollars. I love I love Mario Brothers. I don't know why you didn't like it as much as I thought you would. I no, it's it it's not that it's a bad fun. movie. It's just middle. It's mid, I guess, the kids. I don't say. know. I thought it was great. That was great. I don't know. I didn't find it to be great. I didn't find it to be elevating in any way. Like, I don't know. Um, I mean, it was fine. It was good, but it wasn't. I mean, I think Dungeons and Dragons was a better movie. Oh, Dungeons and Dragons was really clever, though. Yeah, well, that's I don't what think... I'm saying. I want clever. I want yeah. smart. I want intelligent. D and D isn't the the new D and D movie is not getting enough credit because I think the time it came out, um, like the the whole social landscape. Uh, at the time with everything going on and then in addition like it's competition I just I don't think Dungeons and Dragons I don't think it should have been, it came out I think they should have I don't know how to say that movie but like it should have been a hit and it wasn't and you gotta ask yourself why what went wrong because Dungeons and Dragons will never be a hit but why that, that movie was so good and like it was so clever and had so mm. many great references whether you're a normie or you know, you know, and you know nothing about D and D, or you actually know about D and D, or you're a video game player, or you're not. Anyone can enjoy the crap out of it. There was enough in there to please every every single demographic with great acting, yeah. really uh, an insane level of chemistry. You checked all your boxes you wanted to. You literally did. That was a from from on paper that was pretty much a perfect film. <laughs> right. No, you're right. So why didn't it work? Because the IP has a, such a small niche audience and it's not. And that's and that's one of the problems that the studios have. That's why they're doing the things that they're doing. They're worried about making dun more Dungeons and Dragons movies. They don't want that to happen. They want Super Mario movies. They want Barbie movies. So how they do want... you make something new mm -hmm. and be successful if something like even D&D &D, almost perfect on paper couldn't have been successful? Well, and there were a lot of D&D &D movies that were terrible that came before it. And so that's also like, well, I'm not going to get excited for a D&D &D movie, you know, but I guarantee you everybody who played D&D &D went and saw that movie. It's just it's a small number of people. No, th there has to be something that's going to break the culture. You know, we're going to need to. There's going to need to be something groundbreaking, so they're going to have to come up with a, a new story idea that's different. That will also you're going to have to have a great actor. It's hard. It, I'm not going to say it's easy to come up with something new. It's going to be hard. You're going to have to have an amazing actor. I mean, take Interstellar, like basically all Christopher Nolan movies, right? Like those are all pretty much new. Yeah. Right? At this point new, though, Christopher ideas. Nolan is the star that sells it. Right. But he, the reason why is because you would go to the movie and be like, holy crap. Now that's an experience, right? Every time he'd make a movie, you're like just blown away by it. You know, they allowed him the freedom to do that. And we need more creatives like that. that I just hate Christopher Nolan. Okay. For one reason. Go ahead. Because since inception, every single movie trailer has the oh. 
I can't escape that sound. It's in every single trailer I watch since that movie came out. Inception was a fantastic film. Very unique. Very Mm -hmm. cool. Love the sci-fi thriller on the aspect of it. But you know what? Because of your success, dude, that sound haunts me. Okay, that's fair. But but we got new cinema, right? Interstellar. Fantastic movie, man. I watched it. I just watched it the other day. I liked Inception more than Interstellar, personally. Okay, that's fine. To each their own. I'm surprised. Interstellar is like major sci-fi stuff there. There's a lot of slow Um, to it. There's nothing nothing slow about Inception. Good point. But I would say that we need more things like that. People to take more chances. Uh, Everything, everywhere, all at once. You know, movies like that that are that can people can go, oh, this is going to be incredible. And then you'll get people who get word of mouth and that's what it's going to take. And then they'll come watch it. And then perhaps you can create a franchise from it. Stranger Things, for example, that Netflix did. You know, uh, you you went out, you did it. They had to create some new content, so they did, but they, they hit a goldmine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have to take these chances and try to find something new. The rehashing of old stuff. Yeah, people are going to be curious. They're going to be like, oh, okay, I guess I'll go see that because there's nothing else to watch. But until you truly take some risk, and, and have less fear of losing your job, like Bob Iger, like a lot of these studio heads, you know, if they don't make enough money, Brian, they lose their jobs, period. That's it. So the, the so there's less incentive to try new things when you have almost guaranteed moneymakers sitting there, even though, yeah, they're tired and worn out. People don't have nothing else to watch, so they're going to go watch, you know, the 22nd version of Jason, or, you know, of, uh, of Halloween. I mean, how many times... Does, is Halloween going to come out? There's another damn Halloween movie coming out. I thought the last one was the last one. You know, like why? why I just want to see. I, I I just want to see like a a um, full on end game style horror movie crossover where it's like mm. Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers, the guy from Scream, whatever his name. What was it? What was that character's name? Scream guy. Uh, ghost head. Go, ghost face killer. Yeah. Ghost face killer. Um, like I want like a full Endgame style movie, like that accumulates with all the killers, you know, uh, mm-hmm. having to fight each other, and one of them ends, and only in one of them ends up flipping for some reason to save the world. <laughs> okay, well, see, and when you do that, that's officially the end. Like you can't do anything, right? But that, that would, but so. but guys, listen, you'll make billions of dollars, but that'll be the end. You can't make any more. Hey, go, hey, no, 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 stop, shut up, Jerry. Listen, this movie will be, make billions of dollars. You will go down in history as, as, as a rainmaker, but mm. no more Jason. Yeah. Stop. Uh, you, know, you, got, you had no more scream. You got, you got to do something new. And I okay? think that's why I'm so in love with, with the Apple, um, Apple plus uh, Apple TV, whatever you're calling it. I, I'm just in love with it because you know, almost every one of their shows is like fresh right? And different and unique. And even if it's based on like a, a different product, whether it's as Isaac Asimov or, or something else or another novel, it's new. Like the, and, and I got to tell you when the strike, if it ever ends and they go back to producing, that's going to be where I'm going to park my, my seat, you know, right. I'm going to park it there um, because I'm, I'm just tired of everything else. I don't want to see any more. You know, I'm just, I want good stories. And if they're going to continue to give us more, you know, the next Spider-Man or the next whatever movie, and it's a good story, 
yeah, sure, I'll show up for it, of course. But uh, I'm no longer going to just consume everything they put in front of my face. We got some super chats in the members section here. Don't want to know what I'm. Uh, this is from Rec Thoughts. He says for two dollars. Thank you, Rec Thoughts. He says Iger is a politician. Mm, it's yes. true. And I, at one point, I think he was going to run for uh, some kind of office. President. That is one hundred percent true. That's Michael. That's what I was. Yeah. What's that? Wasn't he going to run run for like president or something? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't pay attention to those idiots. John Burns for two seventy nine. Thank you, John. Also says you can make Rocky five. You can make Toy Story five. I, okay, no, John. <laughs> you can make Rocky Five, yes, barely, because Rocky Five was not a good movie. I mean, I guess you can. People are going to show up and watch it, but do I need it? Did I need Rocky Five? No. Do I need Tommy Morrison and and Rocky living back in his slummed up fucking house and his kid hating him and Tommy Morrison kicking his ass to the curb? No, I didn't need that Rocky. I could have ended at four when he kicks the Russian's ass and we're all on top of the world, okay? The eye of the tiger, baby. And it's that was the, all I needed. Eye of the tiger is the king <laughs> of the fight. Uh, okay, hold that. You know, if Toy Story 5 comes out, I'll probably end up watching the damn thing, so whatever. Another one from John Burns. Thank you, John. D&D didn't work because Hugh Grant was Oompa. <laughs> oh, shit. He's, he's the, Hugh Grant's the Oompa Loompa. Oompa Loompa. In the upcoming... Don't world. even get me started on... Wonka. Talk about ruining shit. I was right? so excited when I heard they were making a I I, I like the Willy Wonka story. I'm sorry guys. I like the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory story I had since I was a kid. I thought it was gonna be rad. I was like, oh, a new Wonka without the weird Johnny Depp, you know, oh, weird stuff he does. Like, oh, <laughs> he's basically Jack Sparrow, but with chocolate now. You know, I was like, yes. And then they're like it's a prequel. And I'm like, oh, no. What? No. Then I'm like, and the lead is Timothy Charlemagne. I'm like, what? What? No, no. What? What's going on right now? Hugh Grant's Oompa Loompa. I'm like, what? what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> oh, man. So disappointing. Also, from John Burns, uh, you almost described virtuosity, Brian. Yes. Uh, I believe. Mm. I, again, everything is based on something. Virtuosity is a movie I from, the from the 90s. Yeah. Russell About Pope. like a... Bunch of serial killers. Uh... That was actually a really cool movie. And, you know, we need more cool movies like that. Thank you, John. Um, August TV 123, and we're going to talk about this here coming up uh, for $5. Thank you so much, August TV. Code of Honor sucks, but if it's racist, so is Up the Long Ladder. Actually, Up the Long Ladder is worse. They throw in, like, every Irish trope. Uh, really well said, and we are going to talk about whether or not Code of Honor is actually racist. Uh, and I did. A, I went really deep into this one, so I think you'll be surprised. Yeah, that's our it. next topic. I was that's, I was going to say that super chat, but it's okay. Oh, I see. <clears throat> John Burns also six two six six nine nine. Shia would would be the girl in the movie if you listen to Megan Fox's dialogue about cars. But since we're looking at her, the message can get mixed up. That's pretty well said. <laughs> once again, He's also a kid. So I would I would argue once again. There's there's uh. The most American thing I, I, I've seen in a while was the end of the first Transformers movie where the sun is setting, Optimus Prime is, is spitting some long, drawn-out, you know, inspirational music. Linkin Park is playing behind him, and the camera pans over a Camaro with Megan Fox on the hood, and he's like... 
until next time, my friends. And you're like, Woo! <laughs> and then right after that, everything went to hell. <laughs> right. That's true. Uh, <laughs> uh, John Byrne says, uh, it's unscripted like professional wrestling. <laughs> That's <laughs> right, non-scripted, like professional wrestling. And I, I do think of reality TV as like professional wrestling. The outcome is already determined. Yep, and Drew Thank D., you, member for 23 months. Thank you, Drew. He says, can producers hire writers outside the union? No, not officially. They uh, they get scabbed if they do that. Um, yeah, I mean, they could try, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to look bad, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to come back on them. So. Yeah. But like the great Terry Matala said, he's working on stuff for afterwards. So I always thought, I'm like, should you even tell people you're working on stuff for afterwards? Like, could that get you in trouble? You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was going to, I wondered that too. You know, um, another super chat from Michael Nilo actually in our stream lab. So again, if you want to get, send us super chats, you don't want to come member, um, uh, go to streamlabs.com slash the podcast live link is at the top, right? It's also pinned and it's in the description. It's a great place to go watch uh, the show. And, uh, interact with us. Michael Nemo for $4 says there was an interview with Mel Brooks once where he said in response to Spaceballs, a Spaceballs sequel, he said that they only have the title Spaceballs 3, The Search for Spaceballs 2. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Oh, I love, I miss Mel Brooks, man. That's great. I love that. I, I His movies were so wonderful. I mean, you know, Spaceballs is one of those movies that, that didn't need a sequel. It just didn't. Now, I know sometimes we don't want the good times to stop. But here's the deal. When the good times stop, that's when you should stop making stuff. That's it. That's pretty you awesome. Know? Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about Code of Honor because this is actually pretty fascinating. Mm, you want to explain the premises, premises right now? Yeah. So let me close a couple of these things here. So essentially an article came out. And I was I was kind of uh, I was just kind of perusing stuff. And this is not the first time this has come up. No, it's not. You know, two years but ago, too. It, it really has. And but it, it has come up recently. So on redshirtsalwaysdie.com, they came out with it was kind of like a little essay. Jonathan Frakes says that the infamous Star Trek The Next Generation episode Code of Honor should be pulled from streaming. And he's right. That's what it said here. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you're, you're through, wrong. And so is he, sorry. Right. And so it goes through this entire, uh, you know, discussion about why, you know, about, you know, things perhaps being racist, perhaps not, but let's give you some backstory on this. So I happened to watch this episode this morning just to kind of refresh on it because some of the things that I heard, uh, floating around about why this episode is racist had to do something with Tasha Yar being white and, um, and the leader over here, the guy on the right that you see, um, Luton, uh, the leader of this world, wanting her because she was a white woman. Right. And it just goes to show that that people tend to put their own spin on things like that's not what happened at all in the episode. No. Uh, there is no there was no like he wanted her because he was white. he wanted her because she was a badass fighter and she like kicked the shit out of his his dudes and he like became enamored with her. Right. As, as often us men will do when a when a woman is a badass and impresses us. Right. In this culture, um, he was completely impressed with what a great fighter. And it goes on to show later in the episode that the, the wife that he currently has um, 
was also a good fighter as well. So obviously that's something that he was impressed with. Now, I, I so will let me say, ask you a question. You said ahead. his his name was what King what? It was it wasn't King. It was Luton. Oh, Luton. But, I could have sworn that was this that was T'Challa. <laughs> okay. Because all now the that, people complaining that the that all like that this you know uh, planet is full of uh, uh, black people that are dressed in customary um, African garb. The people complaining about that and calling it the most racist thing ever, I guess they haven't seen Black Panther and Wakanda forever? Well, it's different. It is different. It's, so, is it that much it different? Is. It's an it entire is. society that, that, that is based on that region of, of, of Earth. Well, okay. So a couple of things that are wrong. There are some things wrong here. Okay. There are some things that are not right. Number one, um, okay, this is out in space and this is a alien civilization. These aren't humans. Uh, they aren't people from earth. This is an alien race. And when it was originally written, the script was originally written. Those were supposed to be reptilian people. That would have been cool actually. Right. They weren't supposed to be, but the guy who directed, uh, the, the episode who was an actual long time director he had been directing for for years and he had directed things like um the six million dollar man and brady bunch and like tons of stuff all right it was his choice to switch him to um to african-americans or black people yeah maybe he just well maybe he just read a black panther comic i mean dude like it, it, look just because they're aliens doesn't mean anything this is star trek we've seen alien uh planets with american indians and or the old West and Greeks and Romans. And uh, we've seen it all, dude. Like, why not an African-American planet? You, okay. No, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. You're right. hundred percent. And they, they can definitely go down that road. But I think what it was, was they were taking like the stereotype of the 1940s. What, what, what white people would think of as an African civilization. This is exactly and, what Wakanda forever looks like to me. I'm sorry. This is, this looks like Black Panther. You are a white person. So I, it doesn't matter if I'm white. Like <laughs> you can compare. I, I just said you're. I said I, I said can, the white person's reception. Ten bucks. I can find a screenshot <laughs> from Black Panther and put it up against this, and they'd be wearing very similar garb. Like it's Got the it. same thing. So if this is racist, then still is Black Panther. Okay. Let me kind of roll it out to you. Remember so the guy the in Black Panther with the with the big thing on his lips? Like, no, Tatara. That is so like when I saw that, I was like, how did they get away with that? That seems racist to me, but none of it's racist. We need to stop. None of it is racist. Okay. Listen, so whoever thinks this is racist though, black Panther, they should think black Panther's racist too then. Okay. So same thing. Okay. Well, sort of. Okay. So the idea is let, let me, let me spit out why. Okay. Okay. Before you continue. So here we are in the future. Right. Spacefaring races hundreds of years into the future. And yet we've got this stereotypical, you know, African thing. And I think that's what sat poorly with people is the fact that why don't we have a a black if we're going to do a black race of aliens. Right. Why are they stereotypically, you know, 1940s, you know, African society? So I think that was like the first ask T'Challa because they are way more advanced and they still dress the same way. But they also live in current time Earth. Right, but they I have guess. like flying spaceships and I like got laser it, swords. Hey, 
they're more advanced on earth that makes them special but here in this universe they're a backwater alien civilization anyways i think that's part of it okay but the the idea that it's racist so if these had been reptilian people i went back and watched the whole episode to make sure if they had been reptilian people if they had been white if they had been any anything other than black i believe that that no one would be saying anything about race because you got to remember racism and people have have taken this word and they've turned it into something that it isn't okay racism is is not racism means hate okay so when you are a racist you hate someone because of their race okay when it's racism you're doing something evil and awful because of their race right okay that's not what happened here okay i don't know why this director um um, his name was uh, Russ Mayberry. I don't know why he chose to bring in the African-American theme and cast African-Americans for the roles. We don't know. I, I searched hard to try to find out why he made that choice. Probably because it made the episode a lot cheaper. So imagine having to put makeup on a bunch of reptilian people and, yeah. and having to make up a bunch of people. It probably kept the episode cheaper. Um, this This episode is really a take on... Um, on the TOS episode where Spock ends up fighting um, Kirk and they're fighting over a woman. Right. Well, you know, what's crazy it's too. Like, is like an opposite take on that. All right, real quick, before you move on from reptilians, like we have not actually seen reptilians done correctly yet, like to mm-hmm. date in my opinion. And I would have loved to have seen like an entire reptilian race. Like really, like that would have been really rad, but I don't think they had the ability to do that back then. Right. I, it would have come off weird. They could have done it. They could have, it just would have looked super cheesy, cheesy or something. Yeah. For the time. So I think this director probably said, well, I mean, for what we got going on, I mean, this is kind of what African and maybe as an old white guy, which he was at the time, maybe that's how he envisioned uh, African tribe cultures to be. And he thought it would just be, and we already have, you know, black actors. And I'm sure these black actors are probably glad that they got paid to go come and do an episode of Star Trek. Mm hmm. But at the same time, if you look at it, there's a difference between racist or racism and an insensitive, maybe. Right. Right. There's a difference. You know, you can be culturally insensitive and make it. But racism means that there's there's an attachment of hate to it. So, I mean, I get when guys like Jonathan Frakes and these people say, you know, you know, this is right. You know, there's like a level of. You know, they don't they don't want to align themselves with an episode of Star Trek that a wasn't very good. Um, it's not, it's, it's, it is one of the worst episodes of Star Trek, frankly speaking. It's, it's, it's ridiculous that they have Tasha Yar, that they're setting her up to basically admit that she has, she has a sexual attraction to this, this guy. I don't know why they went down that to me, the most egregious part of the episode is when Troy's like, you admit it, you're like, you're sexually attracted to him. Like what, what's going on here? Why, (laughs) why are they making her say this? Like, even if she did have that this is not something that needs to be shared across the screen. They somehow wanted to make the fact that her abduction happened was like, okay, I guess like the fact that she's yeah. abducted, like they wanted to make it look like it wasn't, I don't know, uh, you know, kidnapping and rape or something. I don't know what, what they and, were going and for. Why is to Tasha make- Yar always getting kidnapped and raped at some point? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but like, but she needs to stay out of harm's way or something. Like, it's just like the fourth time. <laughs> well, in this episode, so, 
so essentially it's very weird. And they, they kind of play it the whole time about how does she have feelings for him? They're trying to set it up so that there's this potential that she might stay and like marry this guy, I guess mm-hmm. was the whole idea. It was, it was weird. And it's a terrible episode of Star Trek. Honestly, listen, if they got rid of this episode, no one would ever care, but here's the problem. You cannot censor stuff. Okay. You cannot remove things because you might find somebody might find it offensive. Yeah, it's silly. that's wrong. The the fact that they are talking about wanting to take this off of streaming services is it, just because it, if it's a bad episode of TV, who gives a shit? But the fact that you're trying to do it because somebody might get their feelings hurt is what drives me crazy, and it is not the right thing to do. I want you to consider that this episode aired in 1987. Do you know what movie was in production at the time that this movie aired? I don't. I don't it, know. It, it was coming to America. Oh, I love that movie. Right, and if you go back, pull up, pull up, coming to America, Eddie Murphy, African King. That's pretty much Wakanda too. Sort of, but this was before Wakanda. Right. It was, well, yeah. Well, uh, this no. was at the same time that this show was being made. Yeah. And if you haven't seen the movie, the original, and of course Eddie Murphy, <laughs> great character. Comes to America as an African prince that nobody knows. He's come to sow his wild oats. And uh, and go ahead and take a look. I almost just put you on the screen. I was like, I don't want to be a part of this conversation. African prince. Uh, and he is, you know, and they're in a tribal in the beginning, especially if you can grab the first episode. He's in like taking a bath and he's got people washing him. And it, it comes across very much like an African, um, you know, in that sense. Yeah, it's actually uh, it's, uh, his uh, his bath attendants are actually pretty hot. <laughs> maybe less tribal. Yeah, you're right. Uh, maybe a little less tribal, but still it has that same flavor. So at the this time guy the looks 80s, like the bad guy from Black Panther, whatever his name, Killmonger. It looks like the yeah. exact same character. Well, when, when you his go back. And everything. Oh, yeah. When you go back and look at at the 80s in this time frame, this is kind of how people perceived that an African um, culture kind of would be. Now, granted, it was it was a lot more, you know, I, I, does Star Trek need? <laughs> I mean, it African wasn't just the eighties though. Culture like this this came. This is from Wakanda Forever. This, uh, sorry, not that. This is from Black Panther. Mm. From this is from Black Panther. This is just 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 came out, guys. Well, the reality is, is this still exists today? There are still tribes in Africa, in Australia. Um, this is a that, frame from the movie. This is right. a frame for the movie. They they still exist to this day, Brian. And that, I mean, it's not a degree. problem, by the way. But like, I only you can't say one's racist and one's not when they are literally using the same exact style, in my opinion. Well, I think that the racism part of it is, and if there is any sort of like impro- impropriety, it's showcasing that. And in granted, these are supposed to be aliens, but it doesn't come across that way. They do seem like black humans in this episode. That we've moved several hundred years into the future but yet they haven't to be honest almost almost everyone seems like just humans on another planet unless they have i get it but you see what i'm saying about you know humanities evolved but yet these the african continent people have not i think that's i think that's what the egregiousness and i don't necessarily then, then why were they talking to the enterprise i'm, I'm not saying in reality oh, I'm, I'm saying sorry. that's how people perceive it because that's what they look like. Right. They look like a night, you know, 20, 19th century 
African tribe, but they're aliens from a planet that they're getting, a, you know, they're, they're actually getting a um, medicine from so that they could, they could cure some sort of disease. So, yeah, and I think that's what the way people look at it, but going back, there's no, like he wants her because she's white. There's no, you know, they said it's a very sexist. Uh, I mean, there were elements of Star Trek that were very sexist. Well, guess what? The time was, was somewhat sexist. The idea of, of a woman, uh, you know, not being superior to a man. And what's hilarious is if you watch the whole episode, they correct the incorrect behavior of the, of the, of those aliens by the end of the episode, his wife is now in charge and the two guys are her, she are now her concubines. I'm sorry guys, but Tasha Yar literally looks like a, a child, like a young boy from in Boy Scouts. I don't know. You said, yeah. So that's a really important point. No, I know, but like to adding to your point, like, like you're, it's it's not just progressive, but like the person that is the is the main character in this show looks like <laughs> does not is not the pinnacle of fe- femininity. Well, she was a sex symbol for the show, though. <clears throat> Before, she was their <clears throat> sex symbol. What? Her and Deanna Troy. Yeah, she was considered the hot. The hot mirror at the time, at the eighties, that short haircut was hot, and it was it was a big deal. <laughs> so the, um, the African queen had concubines, and so at the end of the episode, what I'm trying to say is they flipped it. So right. as Star Trek does correctly, they showed the error of the ways of this alien culture, civilization, and they flipped it. They put the woman in charge, right? The, the men were now subservient to her because they made the mistake, and they they fixed the problem essentially. You see what I'm saying? That's what Star Trek does, yeah. even though. So the, the so the real problem that people have here is that they put, you know, they gave they put black actors in the role. If it had been anybody else, nobody would be in, you know, there wouldn't be a sensitivity to it. And here, if you go back. Here's like, a super chat from Michael Nemo about putting black actors in the role. He says, check out this code of honor meme. And I'm just so happy to be employed right now. <laughs> That's. I mean, that's probably how they felt when they were making it. And I can promise you that at the time they were making it, nobody was thinking that uh, this was that this is messed up. I can't believe they're portraying us this way because right. that is typically the way people were portrayed at the time. Uh, but, you know, don't take our word for it. Let's let's take the word of another African uh, American actor who had some really great words. Uh, Sirik Lofton, who played Jake Sisko on DS9. Uh, when we was asked about this, he was doing a podcast with uh, Nana Visitor. Uh, and he says, when they asked about this episode, he said, you know, I think you learn from history and you grow from it. You can't ignore it. If there is no progress, we can't recognize that it's something that we've evolved from as a society. If we don't see that difference, then we haven't moved anywhere. You can't remove these types of things because people need to see it and go, wow, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> You know what I mean? You can't watch it and go, that's not the way we talk about women. That's not the way we deal with women. This is not how African people live today. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah we can't hide history like that. We right. got to stop doing that. We don't burn books. We don't uh, ban movies or, you know, there's a difference between banning a book from a children's library because it has sexual explicit images and banning that book altogether from viewers uh, being able to buy it. There's a difference between you know putting a rating on something and restricting it from uh, from uh, children having access to it and the general public. 
I'll tell you this. It, you know, that old adage where it says uh, the victor or the winner writes history. We are beyond that. History, we should not be bur- bur- banning, burning, censoring anything. Let ideas that are bad bake in the sunlight and they will die. That is the bottom line. Don't try to remove them and hide them. All you do, if it's really a bad idea, is just going to fester and mold and be grown stagnant and it'll it'll get a following that you don't want to deal with. Let them bask in the sunlight. Let a bad idea die in visibility. Stop trying trying to adjust the narrative. It's like, it's almost the same thing where it's like the winners are trying to write history, but they're doing it by hiding the history that makes them look bad. Stop well it. Said. Okay. Well <clears throat> Moving on. All right. So I think we had never really addressed that code of honor episode. And I, I'm really glad we did because, um, you know, I really wasn't sure. I'd always just said, yeah, it's a bad episode. I never really cared to watch it. You know, I'd seen it a couple times. Yeah. But I was like, it's usually when I skip. I'm like, eh. it's like no, most once. most of the first season. Like I skip half the first season. TNG. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of episodes that are just kind of like whatever. Also, Tasha Yar sucks. Sorry, she sucks. I was not a fan. I wasn't a fan. Um, yeah, it's like just about any episode that focuses on Tasha Yar, I'm like, nah, nah, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I know it's terrible. And the the naked now, mm-hmm. I think it opens up with her like saw Shang through the hallway. Mm-hmm. Like like she is supposed to have some like alluring presence. But she has absolutely no rear end whatsoever, and you're like, "Why is there this? Why is there a man, Shang down the hallway?" And then you realize it's Tasha. You're like, "Oh, I get it." Well, and you're you're not wrong. What you said earlier about you know, I mean, she has the Nurse Chapel, twelve uh, year old. Uh, I disagree with them. Nurse Chapel has a feminine like body type, dude. Really? I don't think so. She does. She has a rear yeah. end. Anyways, I don't want to go down this road again. Right. What I was trying to make the point I was trying to make was not that she's not hot. Was that she is like, like looking at her like that is like that is their version of progress uh, of progressive right there. You have like this strong, you yeah, know, kick ass chick with the yeah. with the lesbian haircut. You're like, like dude, like there it is. That, that's that's they're just, you're progressive all over the screen. Well, at the time they were that was progressive at the time, right? Having her, I mean, they said it in the episode, right? When she was the security officer, they're like. He's like a woman, a woman, a security officer. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and then, and then she like kicks his the butt of his like, uh, you know, first. You know, what I would have done. I would have just pulled the gun out and said, <laughs> "That's what you would have done." Yeah. I don't need to kick anyone's butt. I have a, a phaser. That's a good point. Like I don't. You don't need to be a, like an actual like warrior to be a security officer. You need to be smart enough and being able to use a phaser. That's it. it. Was, you could tell it was like Star Trek's fourth episode because it was so dumb. Like the way <laughs> the guy's going up to like hand the thing to Picard, right? He's like, here you go. Hand it to him. And she's like, stop. I'm the security officer. I must see it first. Right. And it's like this, like, it's I'm like, like, oh, my it's God, like high school bad. acting, yeah. like really, really bad. Right. And then he's like, don't talk to me, woman. And then like, she like throws. Him don't around. talk to me, woman. And so she violently assaults him. Yeah. So, so <laughs> they're like, she, like totally assaulted. They're it. like this, like evolved the race of humans in the far future. <laughs> and her first reaction to any kind of like uh, conflict whatsoever is just to beat the crap out of the person talking to her. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome to the future, folks. Listen, there's a reason why they call uh, weapon guns the great equalizer, because you can be a 70 pound 
four foot six uh, anorectic anorexic Instagram model versus a three hundred pound bodybuilder. And guess what? You win if you have the gun, regardless. That's true. That's true. So it's the great equalizer. You don't have to be the the little girl kicking the two hundred pound guys, but if you have a phaser, I'm just saying. Sure. Right, but then it's but yeah, but it's not as powerful message if she's not actually kicking right. his butt. Yeah, but I would argue that the messaging is wrong if your first reaction is to violently assault someone that offends you. I would agree with that. Jesus, that's such a wild thing. Uh, we got some more super chats. Imagine going back to old Star Trek and criticizing it. It would not be as uh, you know. We remember a lot of Star Trek through loving eyes because we only remember the stuff we love. But there are sure. plenty of bad episodes in oh, there's, there's in a lot of Star Trek. Yeah, I know. There's lots of lots of bad things that happen. But you know, in the end, you you even love your ugly children. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, John Burns two thirty nine says, "See ya, honey. Off to bathe with my attendants." That's from Coming to America. <laughs> if you guys not haven't seen Coming to America, you should watch it. And you know what? I bet you in ten years, people are going to say that movie is racist. They probably they might say it's racist now. They might say it's. But see, the problem is it's mostly an all black cast, so they don't have they can't they won't say that. Oh my gosh, they uh they were trying to cancel Robert Downey Jr. like last month. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. for um Tropic Thunder because he had black again? on again, again. Like, it was trending that. again. It was like cancel RDJ or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what do you do now? And I, I clicked on I'm like, and they showed pictures of him like in blackface. He's raised. I'm like, are you guys just seeing the movie? <laughs> like, what the heck? every new gen? Listen, every new generation haven't hasn't had a chance to be a social justice warrior yet. That's that's low pickings, guys. That's right. easy fruit. Go for something tough. How about how about Justin Trudeau, yeah. uh, the Prime Minister yeah. of Canada? Why don't yeah. you why don't you throw that guy out? There? Hey guys, can can we stop <laughs> talking about the actor playing a character and go after the Prime Minister of Canada in blackface? No <laughs> right. one's bringing that up. No one, not a single of person. Not. Of course not. He's on their side, but right. Their side. It was so funny. Like, that movie, I'll never forget this line when he, when he. When uh, Ben Stiller says something that could be construed as racist, and um, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s character goes, what do you mean, you people? And the actual black guy behind him, Mm. he goes, what do you mean, you people? (laughs) (laughs) I died. I died. Yep, I laughed every time. Um, so, hey, Michael, Michael Nemo, congratulations. You are the stream hero. Uh, we want to try to rec- – I don't know how long he's been up there, but congrats to Michael Nemo, who was on the board. The whole time. He hasn't been up there the whole time, no. It was us, then it was him. I bet, I know that, but I'm just saying I don't know how long he's been up there uh, on the board. Okay. I'm trying to catch him when they get first get on the board so we can mention Oh, so well, that was Michael like 15 minutes ago, bro. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, when you first see it, you break in and you do it. John Burns for 279. Thank you, John. Tasha grows up on a R planet. Oh, my R. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, planet and end up in a planet. No, it's true. Yeah, that's true. She grew up on a planet where she got raped all the time. She's the worst. She had the worst history. It's like. It was terrible. I had to escape the games I know. and I had to run yeah. for my life all oh, every day. Having to run from games, you're like, what is the deal? It's just so cringy. Her everything about that character sucks. Um, I agree. 
279 again from John Burns. Damn, John Burns thrown in there. Not exactly true, Shane. Remember Boss Noss prequel. <laughs> what, what is that? He's talking about that's a good point. He's the uh he's the father not the father, the leader of of the Gungans. <laughs> Me <Yeah>. said <laughs> <laughs> No, that was bad. That was bad. Yeah. George, not, that was not good, George. That was right. That was yeah, that, <laughs> that was that George, was a, that was that was. I mean, if you want to call something, if they want to call something racist, I mean, I mean dude, they're, they're they're reptilian. What do you want? They are reptilian. So but yeah, also you, you from, basically you got you got exactly what you Jamaica. want. You got they're a you got a reptilian <laughs> version of that race. But I mean, George George Lucas is like, look, I just saw Code of Honor. I want to fix it. <laughs> George Lucas is fixing Code of Honor. He's like, and in his first character is like, all right, this is Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, Mr. Jedi, <laughs> we can steal the Tasha Yar. <laughs> we just steal the Tasha Yar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh, thank you for that, John. I needed that. That's good, John. Thanks, man. Uh, John Burns again for two seventy two seventy nine. Just, just this looks this looks like Wakanda. Awful lot of honkies. <laughs> Uh, from yeah. Rec Thrust, the good times are done. So should so should so should Trek be. Mm. <laughs> we'll always have legacy, baby. Uh, one more from John Burns here. For four hundred years, the word has held us down. No more the word. He's purposely saying that with an accent. Stop, John. Stop. You're gonna get. You're gonna get us all in trouble. You're gonna get us, you're gonna he's, get like, us again. he's like, I'm in the members chat. I'm safe. I'm, safe. <laughs> I'm in the members chat. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh my god. Uh, what time are you leaving? Four uh, fifteen. Right? I have an hour. Yeah. So we got another members section then. Yeah, I guess the only can we just do one more thing here? Um, yeah, and then we're gonna go to the member section. We're gonna tell some really weird stories that happened to Brian and I this week, um, and we're gonna talk about. Um, I think it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Right? Oh, I did want to show that. Yeah, okay. Want to show that before we go? Yeah. So yeah, so we've been watching Always Sunny. Um, Shane had not seen the newest uh, season of Always Sunny. Let's. Oh, sorry, and um. It was really funny because I'm like, you got to watch this last episode because like we are literally dealing with exactly what Dennis is doing with dealing with on a daily basis. This is like our lives. The entire episode is very clever. Hilarious. It really is. Just pointing of uh, pointing its, its fingers back at the way society has, it has evolved to socially and with apps and everything. Right. And the way he talks is just like us when he goes, look, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the system. But the system isn't here right now for me to direct my frustration at. <laughs> yeah. I think it might be the best episode of TV, uh, like like sitcom TV, I, yeah, uh, in a long time. In a long time. Yeah, like, I was dying laughing. When he was having that conversation outside the Tesla, mm -hmm. and he was giving his... Uh, <laughs> he was giving his... um. Uh, license plate number, a name, and identification, all over. Right. And, he, and it finally shows him doing it again. He's like, being a DNS. And he gives him the whole ID. And then a person picks up, like, hey, my name is my name is Daisy. Can I yeah. get your ID number? He goes, Daisy, my wildflower. 
why would you require my ID again? <laughs> and like, well, We've all been through that. And she's like, that's how the system works, sir. I don't see it. He goes, he goes, Jason, let me tell you something. Who designed the system? <laughs> right. And are they located close by? <laughs> yeah. yeah right. Anyways, it was great. Um, so this is uh, from episode three, I believe, or four. And it's it's called uh it's it's basically a Chuck E. Cheese ripoff. And there's a little speech that um Mac has while he's in the timeout room at Ratty whatever, Rich Richie Rats or whatever. But Ratty something. Pizza. It's basically a Chuck E. Cheese, you know, proxy. Here we go. Get out there and have some fun, wait, shall wait, 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 wait. We've only been here for like five minutes. That's not a punishment. I don't feel punished. Where, where's the shame I'm supposed to be feeling? There's no shame in making a mistake, Mac. Yes, there is. How else would I know not to do it anymore? Hey, listen, man. I'm a licensed psychotherapist. You're a talking dog. I'm going to pause it right there because I, I, I know the copyright claim oh, yeah. is coming. Yeah. Um, but when he said, he goes, he goes, I'm a licensed therapist, he goes, you're a talking dog. <laughs> it, I had me, I'm, a, I'm a therapist. I'm a therapist. had me... Dying, bro. It had me dying. <laughs> to set up the scene, so basically, the way this this ratty cheese or whatever used to be, uh, when these guys were kids, you'd go here and you had to go to the timeout room. Like the parents were all locked in a bar, getting drunk, right? And the kids would go play, do whatever they want. And that was the whole thing. But if they got in trouble, they had to go to a timeout room. So this is the updated version of the timeout room, which is basically a counseling session. Well, you know, it's great. And and, and their dad, which is uh, Danny DeVito's character, his timeout room, they would get spankings. When he was a kid. When yes. he was a kid. He would actually get paddled or something. And he would get paddled. And in their timeout room, they had to, like, wait for an hour. And it was, like, very frustrating. The yeah. new updated one, it can only be, like, five minutes. You just got to talk to the dog and talking dog. Right, right, right. Okay. All right, moving on. I'm out of here. Great. I'm scared. I'm sure you are, Sam. I'm sure you are. Because you're a pussy. <laughs> now, look, look, man, that's, that's, not, that's not your Christ, fault. Man. It's not your fault. This dog, your parents, the whole, the whole culture is grooming you to be a pussy. You got no freedom, which means you got no balls. No balls. And then even when you actually do get caught doing something bad, you're not held accountable. And if you're not held accountable, you feel no guilt. If you feel no guilt, you feel no shame. If you got no shame, you got no balls. You're never going to hate yourself enough to mm. stop being bad and grow some balls. <laughs> Let's He's get like, out Jesus there. Christ, man. <laughs> I mean, this is what's happening. I mean, that is our society today, though. That's what's happening when you have no accountability and when you have no when you don't have to suffer at all or when you don't have to be, you know, shown, told that you're wrong. Right. And you don't know that you're wrong. And that's what we're teaching. I just thought I love that episode. I love how socially responsible it is. And look, you don't want to, you don't want, these guys border on obviously doing things that are completely and totally inappropriate. I mean, no, no. Remember the characters in the show are bad people. Yes. They're meant to be bad people. Mm-hmm. Like that's the point of those characters is that they're bad people, right? Right. But the truth, the truth that they say, they're bad people who are shedding light on things that are are truthful, right? Right. 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 They're shedding light now. Now, and they might be doing it from a perspective of being very selfish individuals, but they still are. And it, they somehow managed to teach us a lesson at the same time, right? 
So, which is, which is important because I don't think that we're allowed to hear voices like that. I'm actually, frankly, surprised that Sonny is still on the air, you know, the, and with the way our culture is right now, these messages, other than, you know, South Park, nobody's really allowed to say things like this. Right. It can only last so long though. You know, there's going to be a point like either it's going to, well, I mean, I, 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 I'll tell you this. I think that Sun, always Sonny has already started to jump the shark a little bit. Mm. Any episode not written by uh, Charlie Day is very um, bland and doesn't really have any of the edge it used to have. Now, if you look directly at all the episodes that are specifically written by Charlie Day, those are the episodes that still have this extreme edge and sort of like pointing back at society. So I will say that when Charlie Day leaves, that show's done. Well, that last episode where Dennis takes a mental health day, that's the best episode of Sunny I've ever, I've ever seen. So that's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. Let us know if you guys, uh, have you guys seen always sunny, the re- reason series uh, season. And uh, what do you guys think? And why are the episodes so spotty? I don't understand why they can't just have continuous, you know, why is new TV? They have one episode and like three weeks later, there's an episode. Then like a week later, there's an episode. Then like two weeks, later, there's an episode. Then like, Next day there's an episode, and then five five weeks later there's like like can we like pick pick a lane? Like I don't understand. Like TV used to be every week on this day this was happening. What mm. it's not it's not that way anymore. It's it's so confusing. Like they're in the sixth ep- sixth season of this episode. I'm sorry, sorry, sixth episode 16. of the sixteenth yeah. season, right? Right. It's been like yeah. two. It's been like a month and a half since that episode came out, and there's nothing new. Well. I don't know if they have any more. No, 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 there is. There, there is. Unless, have you ever heard of a six episode season of TV? I don't know. Maybe they were making it as they went. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Here's the other thing is like, do they, maybe, why not drop it next month? Do they need to, I mean, look at the South Park guys. Their, their stuff doesn't come out very consistently. That, and that's, that's, that's also mm-hmm. I have a problem with. I don't understand why there's such long breaks between episodes. South Park too. I don't get it. Because what's the benefit of of not? What's the benefit of doing it immediately? You mean doing it weekly? Yeah. Like having a schedule so people can talk about it and enjoy it together and Yeah, you're like, gonna talk about it and enjoy it no matter what, even if it comes out a month later. I mean so no, like, not I mean not not necessarily. You lose a lot of your interest. Like listen, uh the other day I was scrolling down and I and I the way streaming services are, it's so hard to even find stuff. I I found an episode. <clears throat> I found uh, that they released an entire new season of uh, Only Murders in the Building, and I'm like, or like, the first five episodes. Where I'm like, what the hell? Like a month ago, mm. and I was following mm. that religiously. But then they they just stopped, and they st- and there was such a long break. I completely forgot that I had not even seen the last couple episodes mm. of the previous season. Mm. It's just sort of. Look, there there needs to be a schedule, and you can do it every two weeks. You can do it every month. I don't care, but like, there needs to be a consist some kind of consistency. It can't be like, hey, we're gonna do three episodes, then we're gonna take a break for a month, come back, do a couple episodes, take another break. Like, like maybe do it once a month. Then I don't know. I, if you're trying to stretch it out, then have a schedule. I hate to break it to you. There's no incentive now on the streaming. The streaming thing has made it incentiveless. You know, people show. Oh, new episodes out. Cool. I'm sorry. Was the, the Archmage is saying that was the season finale? No. 
Six episodes? What? That's streaming. Wait, how how is that possible? I mean, it very easily can be. There's no there's no incentive to do more. What's the incentive? What's the incentive to? I'm even sorry, have eight episodes. Anymore? It's eight. Ep- You're right. You're right. What? That was the season finale. Eight what? episodes. That's it. That's it. That's the end of season. That the end of Always Sunny in Philadelphia was that episode. So- that was the end of the show. Yeah, because they they, they they said they're coming back for uh, a 16th season, and they don't know if they'll do any more after that. That was that was uh, the guy who plays uh, Dennis Reynolds. His exact words. Well, if they leave it off on that one, that's the one to leave it off on. I mean, that is pretty epic. But like the rest, the, the whole team wasn't even in the, the episode. They were. I mean, a it wasn't. It wasn't bit. a great finale, but it was. I mean, I think it really capitalized on like what that show's all about. You know, wow. that might animal. that might be the last episode of Always Sunny. Hmm. Good one to end it on. Eight episodes. Oh my god, I hate these short straight seasons. I don't dude. know why they have seasons. Screw seasons. Yeah, just do ep- just do numbers. Yeah, let's stop doing. I just do like one through eight hundred. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Have fun with it. What's the point of seasons anymore? Seasons used to be because you showed up for a season. Yeah, for you like know? an actual season of like yeah. like from oh, this oh, month to this month. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Just put them out as you go now. All right. We're going to the member section, my friends. Um, I got to make sure that like I think the stream might have gotten blocked because that clip. Really? Did, did, did the stream ever drop for you guys in any moment? Because I, I, I saw, saw it drop. I saw the chat drop extreme, extreme. And then I got a little warning that popped up, and I'm not sure if if we lost a lot of people or not. Well, the I will say it's on. I've been playing it, and it hasn't dropped. So, oh, it hasn't. No. Okay. All right. All right. We are going to the number section. If you guys don't know what that is, let me tell you what it is, my friends. It's a wonderful flip place over on the Popcast Prime. If you do not know what the Popcast Prime is, are you watching this after the fact? Do you not know that we have another completely different channel? Well, we do. We have another channel. It's our main channel. It's large. That's also where our member section lives right now because we were demonetized on the Unleashed channel. <laughs> and you can see right here, we have our members only after show. Apparently, the thumbnail didn't update for this last one. I'll fix that. Sorry, guys. But every single week after we leave this show, we go to the members only show where we get to talk about even more fun stuff that we probably don't want to talk about too much on the public side because it's a little naughty. Or it could be banned or whatever. There's also little tidbits and little clips from our, our videos before they come out. In addition to some of our, our superhero stuff that we put on there when we want to. We're supposed to do it every Wednesday, but we don't. Um, but mm. it's, a, it's a great place to be. It's about a cup of coffee. Come join us. Yeah. How are you doing this? Be- Click on the link in the description below. Or, you can just, or wait for the video to end. And I will also put the link in the chat right now. Go ahead, Shane. And I'm also going to be telling a wonderful story about a school lockdown that terrified my children, as well as my phone call to the to the uh, local police department and um, basically the mental breakdown I had a couple of days ago. So it's going to be a lot of fun in the member section. Yeah. Shane had a mental breakdown <laughs> and uh, no one knew. Yeah. No one. No one knew. And we're going to be talking about John Travolta's shitty house and how fucked up he is as a human being, basically, at least according to some people on online. I don't know why these stupid emojis exist on here. I can't pin it because this, the goddamn emojis are in the way, dude. And what do they do? Like, I hit the heart thing. Like, oh, heart. I don't know. Fly. What does that mean? 
Like, what do you mean? Here, smiles fly. Like, what happens when these party flies? You should be able to remove that stupid thing. Anyways, listen, guys, come on over. The link is in the pinned comment right now. It's also in the description. And if you do absolutely nothing, just sit here. The link will literally take you there. But if you're not a member, you have to sign up. But it costs a cup of coffee. It's pretty simple. In the member section, Chappie's going, one of us, one of us. Yes, <laughs> join. Become one of us. Yeah. Come on down, guys. We love you so much. Uh, if, if not, if we don't see you there, that's cool. We'll see you next week. Have an awesome, amazing weekend. And we'll see Happy. you in the member section. Happy NFL weekend. Opening weekend. I'm going to dominate this league. <laughs> I'm going to get all the baskets. <laughs>